0: I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. For
2: me, sir, God damn it! Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta fuck.
1: The coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. you! As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked?
2: I'm so racist! Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off.
1: And the and says, Oh my god! I'm your
2: huckleberry My advice to you Is to start drinking heavily Put that coffee down Well, any of this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch
0: The royal penis is clean, your highness
2: Hey, where are the white women at?
3: yippee ki motherfucker
1: It's over, Johnny. It's over! Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Shaheen. And Boxman. And we are the Persian and the Jew. Join us live every Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Mixler.com slash THT Podcast.
3: And make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, THT Network, and THT Podcast, the one and only Hot Tag Podcast, bringing you the latest in wrestling news and our weekly bullshit that you don't want to miss. Join us every week.
1: I'll tell Sylvester whenever I get to the chopper, I listen to THT Movie Review. Hell, Boxman and Anthony, they cover movies like Wall Street, Die Hard, Bloodsport and terminator ladies and gentlemen for the very best old school pro wrestling discussion check
0: out the Raymond of pro wrestling wwe wcw ecw dnwa and everybody in between we cover them all only on the tht network check us out
3: And of course, if you have a couple extra dollars this month, you can join us on Patreon.com slash
2: THT Network. For as little as $5 a month, you will gain unlimited access to our Patreon, which will include eight original, unreleased exclusives to Patreon. Check it out. Patreon.com slash THT Network.
1: They say can't be done We've got a long way to go And a short time to get there I'm Eastbound, just
3: one bandit run Keep your hard on the pedal Some ever mind the break Let it all hang out cause we gotta run to make. The boys are thirsty in Atlanta And
1: there's beer in Texarkana And we'll bring it back no matter what it takes Oh, shit. Eastbound and down. I'll be damned. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Saturday. I am Boxman. Across from me is Anthony. What is going on, Anthony? What's going on, bro? Oh, not much. This is THT Movie Review. And we have to, I guess, start on sort of a sad note. Um, this one actually is really sad. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, been around a long time. Honestly, uh, and I just played it right there. Smokey and the Bandit. That's the theme from the first one. Um, and by the way, I'm not sure if you know, but the gentleman who sang that was the snowman, his kind of, uh, co-host in the movie. Oh, are you serious? Jerry Reed. Absolutely, sir. Wow. Jerry Reed is a country. Facts. He is a country singer, my friend. That's probably why I don't know, uh, cause I'm, I'm, you know, I made it clear
0: many times across the, uh, THT universe that I don't like country music. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And these movies were, the first one was before your time. Um, but I do remember watching, uh, not only do I remember watching, um, the Smoking and the Bandit movies, but Cannonball Run. Uh, him and Dom DeLuise loved working together, it seemed like, you know, because they, they they did it. You know who Dom DeLuise is, right? Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, all right, yeah. Um, Tons of sons in tons of shows, uh, one of them being NYPD Blue, of course. I had to get it in there. I had to.
0: Now, let me ask you.
1: Yes. Bert's
0: been around here. Bert, Bert Reynolds has been around a long time. Did he ever make any uh NYPD Blue
1: appearances, or...? Because no. it just
0: seems like he would make an appearance here and there on there.
1: No. On a show like that. No, he did a little TV, but I mean, alright, let's put it this way. I, I don't remember him on any shows I've watched. Uh, although he was at, uh, one of the WrestleMania's, but believe it or not. I posted that on the, uh, Facebook page a, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, 10.
0: yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. There you go. WrestleMania 10. He does have something coming out in a movie this year called Defining Moments. Um, But I mean, this guy, come on, 186 credits to his name, dating back to 1958, his first TV series was called Flight. He was in two episodes, 1958, and we still are blessed enough to fucking have this guy still doing, you know, whatever it is, the cameos or appearances today. But I mean, you know, tons of, he was in a lot of TV series throughout the, um, 1950s, 1960s, um, up to 1961, where he did his first movie, Armored Command. Then he kept doing TV and TV and TV. Uh, and then f- he started doing, you know, like he had that, and you know, he had that another one who had a laugh. But uh, smoke, the first Smoky and the Bandit was 1977.
3: Jesus.
1: Yeah, 1977. I was two years old. Uh Don't think I watched it then, but I do remember watching these movies. I've seen them all. And the third one, again, he does work with Dom DeLuise. And in Kenneball Run, he's with Dom DeLuise also. But, you know, he did Smoky and the Bandit. The second one came in 1980. And we can't forget Sally Field was an incredible friend of his. There was always talk about those two, I gotta tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout the eighties, even into the nineties, there was always talk about those two. But I know he was married. She was married. Um, Burt Reynolds also had a farm, like a ranch up in, uh, somewhere in Florida, somewhere down south between south and central Florida. Um, he, he did have a ranch down that way. But, and, and he also did a car racing movie called Stroker Ace in 1983. And he was in the Kenny Rogers movie Six Pack. I bet you've hmm. never even heard of that movie Six Pack. I have not. I might make you watch it. It's a, he, Kenny Rogers, you know what Kenny Rogers is, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. You sure? Of course. All right. Kenny Rogers plays a car driver. Who somehow gets custody of all these kids and they become his pit crew. Okay. Let's just leave it at that. Um, and he also was in, but speaking of Kenny Rogers, uh, when you think of Kenny Rogers, since the, in the eighties, the uh, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton did a song, but, uh, Burt Reynolds also the sheriff in the movie, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Yes. Yes. Class- is a classic have you seen that one
0: uh, a little bit? I mean I haven't seen it in a long time. I would have to go back and rewatch it, but from what I remember, I did enjoy it
1: nice, nice. He was also in the original heat uh in nineteen eighty six uh by the way, if you watch that, you can see a young uh Michael Chiklis is in that movie for a quick cameo also right nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah uh-huh. has you uh-huh are you familiar with Pat and Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I gotta read this quote. Very funny. Uh. See, Burt Reynolds and Clint Eastwood were fired from Gunsmoke and Rawhide at the same time. Burt was told he couldn't act, and Clint, his neck was too skinny. In the per in the parking lot, Burt said to Clint, "I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to take acting lessons." Fucking awesome, ain't it? Wow. <laughs> Tell me that's not awesome.
1: And he did, obviously, because, I mean, look at all the parts this man got after this. Um, and, and after some, a few of these movies, he did go back to TV. Uh, BL Striker. I don't know if you remember that. You probably don't even know that show.
0: No, the, honestly, the only, the biggest show I remember him doing was, uh, Evening Shade that he did for a couple years there.
1: All right. Looks like he actually had a, qu- uh, one episode he did of, uh, Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. I didn't know that. I'm, I'm going a little bit up in his career. And you have a favorite movie, Anthony, of his. Uh, Yes, it's obscure. Didn't make a whole lot
0: of money. It's not one of his biggest hits. Still a great did a movie. Mo- great movie. He did, a, mo- did a movie called A uh, Cop and a Half. I want to say that was uh, 1993. Uh, And I-, I might get you to watch that one day, man. Like I said, it's... I've seen like it. Like I said, you've seen it before? Yeah, I've seen that movie before. Yeah, and actually, believe it, I didn't get a chance to read it yet. Maybe I'll look it up and uh, bring it up on the show a little later but the uh, kid that he uh worked with on that uh, show and no, on that movie I should say uh, Norman D. Golden the second put out a long statement.
1: Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 1993 that's exactly what it was. Same year of Beverly Hills 90210. Um just kind of going through no, some things but- here. Uh Striptease. He was in that. Right? That was sort of like uh since that movie was so mainstream and that was the movie by the way that was all shot in uh, all in Florida right in Lighthouse Point. Um, in the first strip bar I have ever been in, in my life, that was where it was shot. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, kind of his comeback, if you will. And people were even saying then that's where he kind of was looking really rough at that point. So, you know, here we are 22 years later. Yeah. But, um,
0: obviously like a lot of people listening to this, uh, little probably be on a young skew a little younger, even myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, Box, you kind of grew up in that era. I try to give people an idea because I really don't think that people get, don't really understand the millennials, if you will, myself included, mm-hmm. how big of a star Burt Reynolds was at his absolute peak. Oh, he literally legitimately for like five years. I want to say in like the 70s was like the biggest star in Hollywood.
1: During... The man was a pussy magnet. The whole oh, the yeah. whole nine
0: yards. Late, he was a yeah.
1: Uh, Smokey and the Bandit really was what put him on the map, and. You know, the funny thing is there were two dark haired mustache wearing gentlemen out there during these times. There was Burt Reynolds and Tom Selleck. And it was almost like, you know, kind of like in Pulp Fiction, you know, you were either a Beals guy or a fucking Elvis guy. It was almost like that with those two. You either were like a Burt Reynolds guy or a Tom Selleck guy. Or a Burt Reynolds girl or a Tom Sinek girl. You know, you either liked one or the other. You didn't really. It, it was kind of like a little competition between them. Matter of fact, I think Tom Sinek probably pissed off. You know how many people were posting pictures to him? Sorry, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was not a happy camper. But, uh yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, huge. He was, I mean, a fucking heartthrob, you know, on magazine yeah. covers Uh, just absolutely one of those guys. And like I said, it was him and obviously Tom Selleck, you know, during the Magnum PI days. But, you know, Smokey and the Bandit was a a, a huge hit for him. Huge hit for him. And Jerry Reed. I mean, shit, Jerry Reed got two more fucking movies out of of, uh, a little shitty part that he was in. Hell yeah. Um, uh, Obviously, I'm sorry, um... (laughs) Obviously, we don't have to go too deep on this because it's
0: tributing the man. But uh, what did you think about the uh, marriage to Lonnie Anderson, another uh, icon of the '80s? Yeah, that was uh, that was a
1: uh, that was kind of how, uh, that was fucked up. Yeah, which which by the way, they got a mention in uh, Wedding Singer those two, <laughs> Bert yeah. and Lonnie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Um, I mean, it was it was big in the '80s. People were like, "Wow, those two. That marriage lasted, I think, a lot longer than people thought it would. Yeah, because they were together about five, five, six years, weren't they? I think it might have been even longer than that. I'm not sure if I'm going to, uh, if you want to check that out, definitely, uh, definitely give that a quick look. Uh, I'll get into a couple more movies while you're looking up how long they were married. Uh, Boogie Nights, I think was another, you know, Kickstarter for him. 1997. Definitely a great one i did not realize that he did more tv after that um didn't do much more then you know he kind of popped up in the longest yard with adam sandler
0: yeah and that was that that was a nice little uh nod of respect to the original right that the movie was based off of And, and, and like i said um I still prefer, I personally prefer the Adam Sandler version just because that was from my era, but I can't sit here and discount what the original meant.
1: No, and I'll tell you the truth. I actually think the Adam Sandler version and I'm older. I think the Sandler version is actually a little better, but, um, yeah, it, 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 it was a nice little nod to him since he, you know, the character Sandler was playing was based off of Burt Reynolds character. And then another sort of, uh, you know, kick to my childhood came up, and he was in the Dukes of Hazard movie as Boss Ugh. Hog. I got to admit, when I heard he was playing Boss Hog, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding?" He looks nothing like him. Boss Hog was a short, fat Danny DeVito. Fuck it, Dennis Franz would have even been a good Boss Hog. But when you think Boss Hog, you don't think Burt Reynolds, but played the part well. I loved it. And this was another time people said, you know, he couldn't even stand during takes. And, you know, it was getting to him. You know, you could see he was starting to, uh, starting to fade a little bit there. But, uh, yeah, Duke's of Hazard. That movie was absolutely ridiculously stupid. Uh, and we will get into Vince Vaughn in a few, in, uh, in just a little while here. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking into a lot. <laughs>
0: But, uh, he was married to, uh, Anderson from, uh, 88 to, uh, 93, and he adopted a son, his only son, Quentin.
1: Oh, alright. So that's, that, 88, uh, alright. Yeah, uh, five years, okay. Well, alright, not bad. For a Hollywood, uh, you know, romance. Yeah, especially, uh, <laughs> and, uh, apparently they
0: fell out after he fell in love with a cocktail
1: waitress.
0: You know, so typical love story. Ah,
1: typical <laughs> Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> He did some small movies that honestly I've never heard of. After um, Duke's a Hazard, you know, two thousand five, there showed up in two thousand ten in the show Burn Notice, and then you know did a, again some cameos in some movies, not cameos, but did a few things uh just as. But then he was in a. T- I didn't realize. Did you ever see a, a TV series called Hitting the Brakes in two thousand sixteen? No, I did not. He was in ten episodes. I've never even heard of it. To be honest with you. Oh, box. We'd be remiss if
0: we didn't bring up another classic, uh, "Boogie Nights," movie that a lot of people, right.
1: myself included, thought was going to be like his career resurgence. It it, it kind of was. Uh, that's. I, I believe that he wouldn't have got Dukes of Hazard without that,
0: <laughs> which. So that is, you can either look at that as a gift or a curse. <laughs> uh
1: like I said, but well, that movie was ridiculous, but that went back to my childhood, man. That shit went back to my I I go back to watching that. This is now I, I moved away from Boston when I was six years old. But I can go back and tell you time sitting with my grandparents in Boston in their little apartment in Randolph, Massachusetts, watching The Dukes of Hazard. You know, that show will be in. Inst- Dilled in me for the, for, for life, dude. I don't care. I, I, I didn't get, you know, no, no one, there was no bitching about the Confederate flag back then. It just, it, it, it was what it was. It was just another fucking flag. It was just a different thing. I, and I was too young to know, you know, anything anyway. But Jesus Christ, man. And by the way, we haven't mentioned one movie he was in that was, that is a huge movie and still, Still kind of made fun of a little bit today. Uh deliverance. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Anthony. No, no, I know.
0: No. I'm going to say sorry. Uh deliverance. Uh well, no, in terms it, of talking it, about it, movies.
1: Yeah, it, it's 2018. If I don't have any white guilt, I'm I'm what kind of person am I? <laughs> <Best>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, uh but no no as far as uh
0: deliverance. she's talk about it's like a made made fun of movie. Would you put that on like the same level of a crying game of like regrettable movies.
1: Um, you mean regrettable for him?
0: Well, no, 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 no. Just in general, because uh, the crying, you know, like because um, you know how like the crying game is considered like a weird movie. You really gotta have a certain frame, go have a certain frame of mind, actually sit down and like that movie or watch it.
1: Did you get the same type of vibe from Deliverance? No, because Deliverance was actually a huge movie in the early seventies. It was huge. Oh, was oh, it was bigger than you think, dude in the early yeah, break 70s once again that's
0: not my era. so break
1: that down a little bit well th- this was before my time but i've you know when i i hadn't watched this movie ever until i was in my fucking like almost late 30s and i told my parents i watched it and they were like oh my god that was such a huge movie in the 70s and i'm like what are you talking about They just said it was, it it, it was huge and for different reasons because things were starting to change back in 19, you know, in the early seventies. And it it kind of brought light to some things. And it was just, it was a bigger movie than you think it was. I mean, dude, that one fucking, uh, dueling banjo scene. Okay. You know, I mean, that's still played today. People don't realize how actually racist that whole scene is, but, but, uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the movie was, you know, it's, it was definitely a creepy movie. I mean, you know, I guess the only way to compare that movie would be almost like, um, like, you know, go up to the mid nineties and you got Mississippi burning. Oh, huh. you know, that, that, that was another movie that, you know, kind of the same tone, you know, the racial tone, but yeah, yeah this was a big movie back then, dude.
0: I actually to sit. I've actually never seen it myself, so I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to sit down and watch it. But somebody actually compared it to the crying game. I'm like, it couldn't have been that bad.
1: Uh, like I said, it's been a long time. I was in my 30s when I watched it, so that was a long time ago. I, I, I was still drinking a lot, but uh, yeah, I mean, 186 credits back to 1958, man, that is fucking amazing. amazing.
0: Yeah, man. And, and um, yeah, and the sad part is, um, Obviously, nothing sadder than him pass the, passing away, but, uh, he was actually, uh, supposed to be in a, uh, Quentin Tarantino movie coming up, which would have been, my God. Could you imagine Burt Reynolds and Quentin Tarantino working together?
1: Wow, man. Yeah. I mean, 82 years old. And by the way, he, he did suffer a heart attack. That is, you know, how, how he did die, but man, that would be awesome to see him. Uh, I wonder if that's what defining moments is. Is that the movie? Uh, no, let me check the name on There's it. There's two movies he's in in 2018. Hold on a second. One movie called Defining Moments. Uh, let's... Don't know what the fuck this is. Definitely not a Quentin movie. Next movie is called Shadow Fighters. This looks like my kind of fucking movie, by the way. Homeless x boxer Inner City Unlikely Bond helps them face their future while fighting the tragedies from their past. Oh, this is my kind of movie. Definitely not the, uh...
0: Uh no. Uh, the no. movie was going. Oh, look at this man! So the movie was supposed to be called Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. He would have been working alongside Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Marco Robbie, and Al Pacino.
1: Oh, Burt Reynolds and Pacino together! Jesus Christ, dude! That would be amazing. And production
0: actually started. Production actually started earlier in the summer. Oh. But he, but they, but he literally died before he could film the scenes. Oh. So I don't know if they're still going to make it or. But damn, that, that, you know, just reading some of those, uh, cast members makes you wonder, like, damn, what could have been?
1: Yeah, exactly, man. Uh, and by the way, they are bringing Smokey on the Bandit back to theaters to honor Burt Reynolds. Um, I'll go watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, is it like select theaters? Or are they doing it nationwide? It doesn't really say it's, uh, this is per variety, which, you know, and uh amc is the one putting this out so i think it's going to be just at all the amcs is what it's looking like doesn't say any words in here you know limited release or anything uh and they're also going to keep the price like to like five dollars for the movie they're going to keep it like you know real low so there you go they're going to uh cut the price and let you go see some uh Smoky and Bandit. I might actually have to do this. And like I said, that you know, you can hear Jerry Reed sing more Eastbound and Down. He also sings that slow song in there, The Bandit. Okay. In that movie, there's two songs he sings in that movie. So there you go. I, I yeah, he's a uh, he is a, a, he, I think uh, I don't think he's around anymore, Jerry Reed. I should oh, find wow. that out. I should find that out real quick. I didn't even bother looking. Yeah, man. But, you know, obviously, you know, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go, man.
0: But I don't know, man. Bert, he was one of those guys that really kind of like his career literally spanned what, four or five decades. He was just one of those guys that you always expected to be around. You right. know, it's just certain guys you just expect to be around him. For another one for me is like a guy like Bob Barker because they, they've been around for so long and They've been a part of so many different childhoods, so many different eras. You're thinking they'll never go away. And then when that time comes, it just hits you like a ton of bricks, man.
1: Yeah. Wow. Actually, yeah. You want to know something weird? Uh, we actually lost Jerry Reed September 1st, 2008. So Jesus damn, damn near exactly 10 years later, we lost his partner. Um, and by the way, we, we can't mention Smokey and the bandit without mentioning one of the greatest parts of that movie, people in that movie. Uh Ralph fucking Cramden, dude.
0: Oh <laughs> another guy that, you know,
1: needs to be talked about more than he is. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Un yeah. un unbelievable uh actor right there, man. Unfucking believable. Ah, uh, God, I'm blanking on his name. Help me. Uh, uh fucking uh, Oh, Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Thank you, sir. I just blanked on his fucking name. Uh, and you know what? Because I blanked on his name, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna do a little shot for Burt Reynolds here. Damn right. Damn right. Do one for, do one for Jackie Gleason too. <sighs> one for both of them, and Jerry Reed. I'm doing it for. You know what? I'm doing it for all the Smokey and the Bandits, all the Cannonball runs. Yes. And And uh, I'll maybe I'll post it on the page later.
0: Somebody made the greatest fucking meme ever. Got Jerry Reed at the Pearly Gate. I've been waiting for you,
1: some (laughs) bitch. Oh, Jackie Gleason. Yeah, exactly. And there was another one with, uh, him in the, uh, in the Trans Am, the bandit car, jumping the pearly, pearly gates and the, uh, Jesus looking up at him going, damn it, Bert. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's just, could do, I mean, honestly, we could
0: probably do a whole nother episode, which you probably will on, uh, Bert Reynolds. Cheers to Bert, and, uh, that. But, uh, um, man. Do you, if you had to pick one, do you have, like, an all-time favorite? I mean, you got Smokey and the Bandit, got Deliverance, you mentioned, you got Cannonball Run. Bert's been in a lot of, sh- longest shard, he's been in a lot of shit. If you had to break it down, like, what would be your favorite moment, movie, TV show from his career?
1: Um, Smokey and the Bandit. Like I said, man, I grew up watching those movies. That fucking Trans Am was one of the bad, most badass cars in the world. One of the most badass cars. And by the way, before we get off of the, uh, Jerry Reed, don't forget he was in the water boy too.
0: Oh yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah. Which, <laughs> which you can go back in our archives and check out that one. Um, yeah, Smokey and the bandit was the, and probably the first one, the other two, the third one really got ridiculous. Um, matter of fact, Burt Reynolds didn't even do it. It was Jerry Reed as the Bandit in the third one. Burt Reynolds had a cameo at the end of the movie, like literally a five minute cameo. Uh, but that was it. That was it. So, yeah, Smokey and the Bandit, man. I'm 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 not like I said. I grew up. I was probably four or five years old when I first watched that movie, and I will always, for some reason, remember it. It was one of the greatest fucking movies to me. And I'll tell you the truth. If it's on TV, I'm stopping. I'm watching that motherfucker. I will watch Smokey and the Bandit. Like I said, if it's in the theaters, I might have to take my my girl to go see it. I don't know if she's ever seen it. Hey, make it a family night. I mean, that, that's like one of those old
0: school movies, like back when being a hit movie really meant something.
1: Right. Yeah, and it's, not, it, it, it's PG. It's not rated R. So, absolutely, I could definitely, and, you know, definitely take the kids to see this. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, loved this fucking movie, man. Loved all of them. Do, do you, I mean, yours would probably be up there with, uh, like, uh, you know, Longest Yard or Boogie Nights or something. Yeah.
0: But I, but I honestly, and it's a shame, it kind of, kind of has to happen this way, but I'm probably going to go back in the archives and look up some of his old movies that I haven't seen. Right. Or maybe kind of like didn't give a chance to. Like, I've heard of them, but I just never watched them. For some, I'm actually surprised I never. Watched uh, the uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. I mean, Dolly Parton. I mean, it's still, I
1: mean. I believe Stallone is in that movie with her. Oh, Burt Reynolds is in it, too. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I I know Burt Reynolds is, but I think Stallone might be in that movie, too. Well, well, here, give me a second here. Let me look that up. Best yeah. Little, this is going to be easy to pull up, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, 1980-fucking-two. Not to be outdone by Debbie Does Dallas. Ah. Uh, uh By the way, you know who else was in this movie? Who's that? Dom DeLuise. Jesus, that guy! <laughs> I'm telling you, they loved working together. Those two, man, they loved working together. And no, I don't think Stallone was in this one. I think I think I was uh, I think I was going crazy there. But uh yeah, Burt Reynolds, Dolly Parton, Dom DeLuise. So they did that movie together. This one here that we're talking about, they did Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Cannibal Run One, and I believe there were two of those. So they did those two together. And they did Smoking and the Bandit Three together. Very cool. Yeah. So they were, uh, they definitely liked working with each other. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. So anyway, man, damn. Definitely kind of a, uh, like I said, a sad one to me. I've seen so many movies with him in it, but, uh, ah, <sighs> rest in, uh, rest in peace, Burt Reynolds, and, uh, yep. I will watch Smokey and the Bandit if it comes out around here.
0: Yes, rest in peace to Burt Reynolds, the uh dying, almost like he's almost like the uh last of a dying breed, man. I mean, like I said, man, there aren't too many true, legitimate Hollywood superstars around anymore, man. Like when, when you think of like stars, like I'm not I mean, to be a star in like 2018 and to be a star when Burt was coming up two totally different things right like he like he was a star like he was a star when being a star meant something Mm -hmm. like nowadays somebody's a star today six months from now nobody gives a fuck about him.
1: well because you can be a fucking youtube star now or a fucking i mean it's just yeah it's just not the same back then there was one medium or two there was fucking you know radio and tv that was it And uh,
0: yeah, like that little quote I read from uh Pat Noswell earlier, you know, basically, I mean, and that goes to show you, like, if you work at your craft, you get better, then you earn your stripes. Mm -hmm. Because basically, it's kind of like, you know, you hear the story with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was riding the bench, mostly in high school. Right. But he practiced, practicing, and then he went on to become arguably one of the greatest basketball players that ever lived. Burt Reynolds, same thing. His uh, (laughs) Basically, he was in the beginning when he just took up acting. I don't want to say it's a hobby, but he was a football player. Decided to get an acting gig a try. When he first started, he was told, "Hey, you suck." And he he took it to heart and said, "You know what? I'm gonna you know take acting lessons and actually learn this craft." And huh, what do you know? He became one of the biggest stars in the history of Hollywood.
1: Yeah, yeah, like I said, man, back in the '80s, this guy was a fucking heartthrob, man. People loved this fucking guy. Now, let me see. Uh, let, let, let's
0: end it on a positive note here with Bert, so it's not like all like doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. If you had to put him like in a, like the top three, top five, in terms of like sex symbols, where would you put him at? Like or a top ten, where would you put him at?
1: Oh, he would probably be up there like right in the middle there, like five, six of top, like like between like eight seventies and eighties. Yeah, because especially seventies oh. because he
0: did that like a uh, like Playgirl, whatever. I'm not sure the magazine,
1: yeah, but he did like a
0: photo spread. Then yeah. he regret it later on.
1: Yeah, if it's seventies or eighties, he'd be up there in like probably number two, three. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. He was that big at that yeah. time. And he had his
0: choice, he had his uh choice at the very best, I bet.
1: Oh, I would say so. And he picked one of the best. Lonnie Anderson back then. My God, every girl wanted to look like her, every guy wanted to fuck her.
0: Yes. And uh real uh, and another uh I should mention this. I don't know if you saw the episode, but uh, he actually had, like, a little memorable cameo on uh, Golden Girls. Oh, that's right. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, once again, I'll probably try to – I'll look for the clip and post it on the uh, page. But basically it ends with uh, – nobody. Uh, he comes to the house. And take He's taking Sylvia out to lunch or on, on a little date, and he whispers to her, which one's the slut? <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking lost it.
1: I do remember <laughs> that.
0: Now I fucking three. do. You got the other three just like. Well, they was just like Starstruck. Oh, Bert! But he said, "Which one's the slut?" I, I don't know how they kept it and kept it together. I would have been one of those people. Yeah, we got to do that take again, man. Oh, they might have <laughs> done it
1: five or six times. Who fucking knows, man?
0: Because you, you see, did it with a straight face, man. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> but again, which is why they probably did it four or five times. But you see, back then you can make jokes like that, dude. If you made that joke today, oh my god! Imagine making that joke today. Do you know how much I – mean, you'd be canceled probably. Yes. Now, that's actually a nice little segue.
0: Obviously, condolences to the family and friends of uh, Burt Reynolds. Rest in peace. Thank you for all the memory, sir. Yes. But uh, a movie like Smokey and abandoned Bandit, would you say that could be made today?
1: Yeah, it was PG. Absolutely. No, so,
0: You think people would get you know a bitch about it with the stars and bars or they would pick it apart?
1: Well, there were no stars. I mean, there were a few of them in that movie, but they were in the deep south when they did. I mean, uh, I, you know what? There wouldn't be any fucking Confederate flags in the movie nowadays. And there weren't that many in there back then either. That was more Dukes of Hazard than Smokey and the Bandit. Um, there might have been a few of the cars when they were trying to help him out when he was trying to, you know, evade the, uh, the Smokies, yeah. but you know, Basically, he just had a fucking, you know, Pontiac Trans Am with a fucking eagle on the motherfucker. So <laughs> I they probably could make that today. They probably could make all three of them again today. Um, but definitely the first one could be made today. Uh Probably not have people be offended by it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, believe it or not, if you really take Smokey and the Bandit as funny of a movie as it is, it's a love story. It's a rom-com. It was a rom-com before they called them rom-coms. It really bah. was. It, <laughs> think about it. He ends up falling okay. in love with, <laughs> right. he ends up falling in love with Sally Field, who he picked up in his car while she was leaving her wedding, which is exactly what got, you know, the fucking t- two police officers, uh, Jackie Gleason and his son chasing him. And he ended up falling in love with her. So it was a fucking rom-com before they were even called rom-coms, before anyone even knew. What a rom com was. That's what fucking Smokey and the Bandit was. So yeah, it probably could be made today. Uh, I bet it would be a little less southern, but it. Yeah. it but yeah, I, I I do think it could be, and I might. Uh, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I don't know who you would get to play uh, Smokey, uh, or nope. or the Bandit, or even yep. who you would get to play Jerry Reed. Yeah. So don't uh, even try. But uh, a yeah. box man. You know what couldn't get made today? Yeah, I do. And that's actually exactly what I was segueing into. Obviously, American Pie could not get made today.
0: Jesus Christ. And this is, this is all from my era. I remember that's one, this is one of those movies where I can remember vividly first time I saw it. And once again, man, I, from my perspective, what I liked about American Pie was this. It was a movie that didn't set out to change the fucking world. It didn't set out to teach you – well, I guess you could pick out certain aspects that they did try to teach you a lesson, but they didn't beat you over the head with trying to teach you a lesson. It was just a dumb comedy where you could turn your brain off and laugh for an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Nobody should look at that fucking movies or fucking entire series of them and take anything in those movies remotely
1: seriously. Right, right. And, I mean, truthfully, it was kind of a, an ill-will attempt at bringing back National Lampoon's this was but but this was like kind of an independent because I believe the guys who made this movie were sort of like broke. This, the movie was made on a real the first one was made on a real low budget, I believe. but basically what we're talking about here is uh people now, obviously not people my age, younger people, are rewatching the film from Jesus, almost 20 years ago now american pie obviously the original one that's all and people are getting offended by it uh one person tweeted american pie is extremely dated and is quite sexist but there are some hilarious moments another person said watching american pie very uncomfortable because sexist Uh, wait i'm I'm not done anthony uh (laughs) OMG, American Pie, the franchise is so ridiculously sexist. Apparently only guys are allowed to enjoy sex. Uh, and by the way, that was a guy tweeting that. I just yeah, to know, and, I and, he, and
0: that guy won't
1: get, he'll get zero pussy off of that tweet. I just want to put that out there. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's funny, Netflix actually kind of came back with uh, a little, a little hit of their own being like, come on. I mean, there's, it, 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 you know, Friends 2018 plot lines is that what Netflix put. Joey eats Tide Pods, goes to the hospital. Chandler won't shut up about how funny Vines are. Ed Sheeran cameo interrupts Phoebe's central. They, they just really went off on shit. Ross gets everyone into Bitcoin. <laughs> so basically they're like, you know, I mean, come on, listen. Basically what they're telling us here is – we can't make the comedies we used to make back in the 1980s, back in the early 90s. And you know what? If we're at that point, I'm very disgusted because I like those stupid comedies. I, yes, some of them are, you want to call them sexist? Fine. I call them fucking funny. Are we now to the point where if we, I mean, we talked of a couple of months ago, uh, me, you and I believe Bobby, talked about you know people were watching uh animal house you know can we still enjoy animal house well god damn it if we haven't if we've lost our sense of humor in this fucking country that fucking much that is sad to me that is sad we've lost our sense of humor dude you know what i
0: mean we really have and uh, another sad aspect to me is just 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 in general man it just seems like people nowadays just live they live and die by what can I get offended by today? I feel like people just wake up and scour the internet, looking for things, looking for causes, looking for something to get pissed off about, looking for a cause to take up and but it, i I really think it's sad that somebody felt compelled to. Go back and look at this damn near 20-year-old movie and just pick it apart to the point where it's just like, you know what? Yeah, this movie is bad for the youth. It should be banned. It should never be shown again. Fuck you. Call me a misogynist a sexist. I will still watch American Pie almost 20 years later and still laugh my ass off. I'll laugh my ass off right. at the gay jokes. Mm-hmm. I'll laugh my ass off at fucking uh, Shannon Elizabeth being quote-unquote sexually exploited in the movie. Why? Cause it was a fucking movie. They were fucking
1: jokes. Exactly. They were jokes. And I'll, I'll, you know, like you were just saying, it's almost like everyone just wakes up and looks for a fucking reason to get pissed off. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to blame the media and I'm not going to blame one. I'm not going to blame CNN. I'm not going to blame. I'm going to blame all of the fucking media because all of the media right now is spouting hate. We need to get out of this hate mode and we need to get back to where we can make comedies like this and everyone'll just sit and laugh at it because it it's this is bad this is toxic dude you know what i mean it, it really, really is. is this is toxic to everybody listen to this comment by the way on 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 american pie in retrospect the entire uh, and by the way this is on friends not not american pie i'm sorry uh the sitcom friends by the way was even under fire friends the most the, the whitest fucking anthony you gotta be with me on this that was the whitest show in the world yes 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 okay oh, like, all right
0: I, I actually didn't know what, what what's a friends under fire for friends, friends. Under fire. I, what, what, what the fuck people they can't they gangbanging on jennifer aniston now what the fuck yeah. do
1: friends do <laughs> yep yep okay here we go in retrospect the entire show treatment of the LGBTQ issues is awful. But Chandler's treatment of his gay father, a Vegas drag queen, played by Kathleen Turner, is especially appalling. And it's not clear. Uh, it, it's not clear the show knows it. It's one thing for Chandler to re- Chandler to recall being embarrassed as a kid but he is actively resentful and mocking of his loving involved father right up until his own wedding to which his father is initially not invited okay let me explain something all right <laughs> let me tell you why this is bullshit this is how a normal child reacts do 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 people really think that everyone is just okay with everything nowadays Is that what people really fucking think? Once again, the media will have you think that way because they'll post this story about this couple where everything is a okay and you know, the mother's, you know, the, the mother's actually the father and the father's actually the one breastfeeding and that's okay. That child's going to be okay. No, that child's not going to be okay. Sorry. This is reality.
0: It, It really is. I mean, and look. Blah blah blah. I get it. You know, we should be in a, we should be a more inclusive society. We should be more accepting. We shouldn't judge others. Least we, least we be judged. I get all that. It's all well and good in theory, and in theory, and a the, uh, perfect fairy tale for some people. But that's not the world we live in. Fact of fact of the matter is this: some pe- some people have to go through a period of adjustment. I don't. I didn't. I don't know the episode that they're referencing because I really wasn't a Friends watcher. But um, the fact of the matter. But it's one of those situations where, look, does he hate his father? Did he hate his father? No. But whether he was eight years old or fucking 38 years old, I'm pretty sure if his father hence I'm sorry, his father, let's say that again, box his father mm-hmm. was to walk out the door wearing, the, wearing his mother's panties
1: and a dress, he would feel some type of way about well, that. You did hear me say his father was played by Kathleen Turner. <laughs> nobody said yeah i'm, I'm wasn't just looking, saying wasn't that bad looking. <laughs> i'm just saying that's yeah. no she wasn't and that was one of the things his father was not only a drag queen but transgender which oh my god you know you have to support those people you know what i could support who the fuck i want to support and you know what and i have my, my uncle is flaming gay like miles away there's a gay guy i i love that man matter of fact he has some of the best gay jokes in the world and he'll sit there at dinner after about three fucking wines and tell you all of them yeah i have no problem with gay people absolutely none but do you have to make everything about being gay exactly that's the ones that starts annoying me and that's where i don't i don't look you want to be I don't care if my kid's around you and you're gay, but if you're sitting there making everything about being gay and your gay butt sex, I'm sorry, my kid's not going to be around you anymore. Now, I don't, yeah, Box, next time you talk to your uncle, ask him this, because I'm
0: curious about the perspective. Mm-hmm. Do gay people, how do gay people feel about, like, the, uh, I guess, like, society now seemingly t- wanting to, uh, put, the, include them in everything? In other words, Make make everything about their sexuality. Base everything. We need a gay guy here. We need a a lesbian here. Like, do they feel like it's pandering? Do they feel like it's self serving? Do they feel like it's a a hidden agenda behind it? Almost like being gay is like the new fad. Because like for so many years it was like you had to hide it. You had to like be in a closet about it. Now it's almost
1: like people come out. They come out as gay as a new career move. Well, now if you're not gay, you're not fucking getting laid. That's that's basically what I'm hearing. You know, from people if you. You know, actually, no one's gay anymore. There is no genders anymore, Anthony.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, when the uh, dude from uh, Big Bang Theory, uh, blanking on his name, he came out. People was making a big deal about that. I'm like, the fuck is a big deal, man? Like, what he like? I, like, when people made him that, I'm like, why is this news? Why is this on the cover of
1: magazines and newspapers? Yeah, like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. You want to be gay? Be gay. You want to be lesbian? Good. Go ahead. I don't care. You want to be transgender? I don't care. You want to dress up like a woman and go sing fucking show tunes? Awesome. You know what? I'll even fucking come watch you. That's great. I've actually been to a fucking drag show. It's actually fun. It's really actually a fun fucking night, but you don't have, don't, you don't have to force it on me to be accepted of every little fucking thing. Like this fucking, All these genders now, this pansexual, transsexual, oh my god. I've said before, dude, if my son ever comes up to me and tells me he's, like, non-binary, I'm gonna kick him in the fucking balls. You know why that hurt? You've got balls. You know what that means? You're a boy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. That's what I'm gonna do. You can fucking call the cops on me if you'd like. hasn't happened yet, but whatever. Oh, no, man. And then,
0: and then after you kicked him in the balls and he iced him down, he was feeling better. Y'all would sit down and have a
1: couple beers and you would talk about it. Well, we'll see how old he is, but, but I mean, it's just, I mean, dude, when a show like Friends comes under yeah, fire, and by the way, this is one, like probably uh, one, two, maybe three or four episodes. This person is talking about. Come on. Oh. Did, 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 this is where social media is having a negative negative effect on not yeah. just you know movie on society, dude. It yes. really is. We can't make a movie anymore. Yeah. Uh, an actor isn't either isn't gay enough. He isn't a. He's not a real amputee. They're not Asian enough. They're too Asian. Oh, they're making fun of Asians. Oh my God! Can he, there's no win? You. Yeah. I wouldn't even ma- – dude, if I – if someone walked up to me now and gave me a fu- – hey, that's a great idea. Let's make a movie out of it. No. Nah. No. Yeah. No. And this is why I cringe.
0: <laughs> this is why like, I cringe. You know, when I hear friends – under te- fucking friends of all shows, this is why I laugh and I cringe at the same time when I hear these reports about let's do an All in the Family reboot. Let's do a oh. uh, uh, Good Times reboot. Let's do a Jefferson's reboot. Let's do a Married with Children's reboot. Those shows would would be canceled after episode one because, first of all, there would be such a restriction on content. And here's the thing: I don't mean offense. Those shows weren't offensive for the sake of being offensive, right? They 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 actually had, there was a social commentary. There were lessons to be learned that happened to be funny, and and, and nobody got offended. Like, think about it. Archie would say some straight up racist shit, but then you'd have George Jefferson next door that would throw it right back at him. So I mean, it was just like tit for tat type of thing. And, and at the end of the day, you learn something. Archie, if you looked at, if mm-hmm. once again, if you followed the show from beginning to end, they they humanized Archie, and that they, and you found out as the show went on that. A big part of why he was the way he was was the area that he grew up in, how his father was, how he saw his father interact with people.
1: Remember when and Sammy then, like Davis, I said, yeah, remember, living
0: with Meathead, think about it, yeah. living with Meathead all of them years, rubbed off on him.
1: Remember when Sammy Davis Jr. showed up on that show? Yeah. Oh, my God. That Go on YouTube, people. Watch that. Oh, That's a classic. That is one of – that's actually a very – like almost – that was like a turning point for that show. That was the first Black guy ever on that show, you know that, right Anthony? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 I was early on. I,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, cuz he was uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh he was like within the first 10 episodes, right?
1: I don't remember to be honest with you. I I really couldn't uh, confirm or deny that one, dude.
0: Yeah, but Leslie, it was it was fairly early on cuz I do remember that episode.
1: Okay. All right. Definitely, man. But yeah, dude, I mean, you know, a, a couple of months, again, I think it was the same show we were talking about, uh, you know, all the other stuff with Bobby. We were playing clips of Andrew Dice Clay during Dice Rules. He's literally being the most misogynistic, sexist piece of shit. And there's women in the audience laughing. Dude, we've lost our sense of humor. It's got to we've got to find a way to get it back. And you know what? You can sit once again, you can sit there and say, well, look at Trump out there doing this. Uh, I don't care if you're a fucking left left liberal fucking right fucking Trump supporter. I don't care. There's got to be a fucking sense of humor on both fucking sides. dude. We've got to fucking find something to fucking there. There's got to we should all be able to laugh at shit again.
0: Yeah, man. and and that's 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 just what I miss, man. Like, uh, I was on YouTube the other day, and they have like um different like tribute Mary with children tributes, and they have like one uh tribute show or one tribute video that I was watching, like uh the top ten or the top fifteen, whatever it was, uh greatest insults from Al Bundy,
3: mm-hmm. I and that.
0: I, I listen I listened to like thirty seconds of it, and I'm like. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. So much of this shit could not be said today because, by look, think about it. A character like Al Bundy, he would be he would be called misogynistic. He'd be uh, accused of body shaming, fat shame, all kinds of shit, man. Even a show like that, which had no racial overtones to it, wouldn't fit today's climate.
1: Right? Exactly. Um, I would play it, but it's about eleven minutes long, so I'm not going to do it. Um, but yeah, dude, it's. It's just crazy, man. I just I mean, and I'll tell you this. Let me let me let me just say this. When comedians had to start apologizing for jokes they made, whether it was about the gay community or, you know, anything at all, it it really put a dent in our fucking sense of humor. It did. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Give me a say. It, it it really did put a dent in our sense of humor, and I mean, comedians should not have to fucking apologize for anything, and that's where it started. Now, everybody's got a voice. If one little thing offends you, you rile up your minions on your fucking, you know, on your side because you've got them. And then those minions rile up theirs and then theirs and then theirs. And before you know it, it's a thing. Like I said, dude, when we're making fun of three or four episodes of friends and, 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 and calling the show immediately, you know, like, Oh, this show is horrible towards the, you know, LGBTQ community. Do you see what they did? They took a few episodes and they just labeled the whole show. And honestly. That's fucked
0: up. Honestly, I put it to you like this. I I, I would be curious about the uh, sexual orientation of the people that are making these comments. Because as far as I'm concerned, if you're not a gay person, shut the entire fuck
1: up. Your opinion does not matter. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I would say probably a lot of them are. Believe it or not. But they literally just took a few episodes and vilified the whole show. Exactly. Probably
0: out of context. Probably, they probably, once again, you'll pick, you'll pick out, you'll isolate clips that fit your narrative, not watch the whole episode or ep- series of episodes in, in, uh, in, in their entirety to get full context. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, cause by the end of the whole thing, who knows? Chandler could have been like, you know what? I love you, dad, or, and I, I I accept you for who and what you are.
1: Yeah, I I I just I don't know, man. I I I don't like where we're headed. Um, unfortunately, I think we're headed in the same direction, whether it's good or bad. I just I don't know, man. I I, I almost wish Facebook, Twitter, and all that shit would just go away. Yeah,
0: you know you know that's a, that's a big part of the problem, as far as I'm concerned, because. I think a a big part of why we have so many, you know, fake outrages and false outrage, hope I'm saying that word right, is because you're dealing with a lot of people that were raised on raised in the social media area era that have no life. Their whole interaction revolves around strangers on a computer. Yeah. And they'll go around looking for causes to get into Oh, maybe some people might not even have those opinions, but they see a group of people uh talking about one thing and being in agreement on one thing oh let me join in yeah fuck friends and that was um, a misogynistic and that was gay and they this they want they want to feel a part of something so yeah. they'll look they'll look for causes to like take up
1: exactly and and yeah, the kind of goes back to exactly what i said earlier with the media and again i'm not picking any stations i'm not talking about cnn i'm not talking about fox news i'm not talking about cbs abc all all of them they're all spouting hate. You have to hate this. You have to, you have to hate that. And I know media's been doing this forever, but it, people weren't so baitable, I guess, before. Now it seems like they're really baitable and they're just fucking, you know, gullible, I guess I could say. And the media's just taken that and I don't know, man. I mean, we have a media problem and a social media problem. You know, I mean, people are are uh, like I said, man, I'm still baffled that a show like Friends, like I said the whitest show in America ever the most wholesome whitest show people found a way to attack it. That's fucking nuts, dude. That yeah. shows uh, how uh, far yeah, we've gone. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, it really is, man. It, that that's fucking sad, man. And, to your
0: point earlier about comedians um i don 't know how you feel, but as far as i'm concerned, if you're a comedian and you apologize, you lose all credibility with me, and I can no longer support you because i I just feel yeah I feel like this, whether a person is a racist, whether a person is this or that if you, if you honestly in your heart believe what you believe, you should be allowed to speak on it better for better or for worse because I, I I respect the person's honest living in their truth living in their honesty versus a person that has to apologize every for, for every third sentence every third word that out of their mouth well i want the authentic person like at the end of the day don't apologize for shit if that's what you
1: mean well at the end start. of the day you have to apologize i mean look at uh i don't know if you heard about this uh tiger woods the okay. media tried to get him to talk about you know him and trump you know he's been to trump's golf courses blah 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 him and trump are friends The media tried to get him to talk shit about Trump. He wouldn't say it. Basically, all he said was, we should respect the office no matter who's in it. Even ESPN vilified him for that, dude. Oh, he's a traitor. He shouldn't be saying shit like that. Again, dude, spouting hate. We need to just... If you can't say what you feel, we've got an issue. And I totally agree with you, by the way, back to what you were saying. The... Comedians, and, and that's why I brought it up, comedians should not be apologized, yep. But in this climate, if you don't, you ain't working again, dude. Yeah, that's... You ain't, and you better make that apology believable to fucking people on social media. You better fucking be sucking big social media dick or you're not going to fucking work again, unfortunately, dude. People will fucking vilify you. Look at shit like wrestling. Look at a guy like fucking, uh, you know, I, I, know this isn't a wrestling show, but look at like Michael, uh, or J, uh, you know, uh, Michael Elgin. Yeah. That fucking guy. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, but I haven't heard his name in the past six months. You? No, I mean, and, and the whole thing was he committed no crimes. He was told
0: something. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, now he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he. He. I mean, could he? Could you accuse him of not acting on it or continuing to associate with somebody that was accused of some fucked up shit? Right. Yeah. That could. That. That makes him a potential piece of shit. But he wasn't involved directly in anything. So why the fuck is he getting dragged through the mud? Yeah. It wasn't his hill to die on.
1: Exactly. You know what? I'll tell you what. You want to bring it back to movies? Let's bring it back to movies. Kevin Spacey, who we all know was accused of, you know, possibly groping, allegedly groping an underage kid back in the day a judge went through all of the uh you know evidence and blah 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 and they're refusing to even charge him okay do you think he's going to get his tv show back his career back do you think yep. do, you, do you think that's going to happen or do you think he's done he's done right
0: in this yeah unfortunately yeah in this Absolutely. climate
1: he's done yeah
0: yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the uh Oscar people took back their awards. Any any award he ever got, I wouldn't be surprised if they showed up at his house. Uh, we're going to need those statues back, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. What so, happened to guilty until pro- or innocent until proven fucking guilty, man? It's complete opposite nowadays. It I don't want to say it fucking it makes me irate, but it yeah. You know what it does? It it scares me. And it, it, it kind of shakes me in my core. It worries me a little bit where, again, the direction we're headed in, dude. Yeah. Where are we really headed? And when I think yeah. about where we are, I don't know, man, we're bad. We're, we're heading towards those demolition man days, brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, really well, yeah, are, man. That's why it's just like, you know, I, you know, you hear, you heard reports. I don't even know if it's still a thing. But, uh, you remember a little while ago, Eddie Murphy was talking about making a comeback on the, uh, right. stand up comedy circuit. I, I wonder, some, I wonder if he just took a step back and said, eh, maybe I need to uh, just
1: lead, lead the memories along, like the song says. <laughs> I, you know what? I wouldn't, if he came out and said that, I'd be like, dude, you've got the right idea. Don't even bother. Keep that Disney money. You know what? Find a way to get another fucking Shrek out of this. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. whatever, man. Yeah, yeah. But he—he—he'd be a fool to fuck up the Disney money. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: He—I mean, he—he could literally—he—he he literally doesn't have to work another day in his life. He can live off that fucking donkey alone.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I—I I haven't been to a, a comedy club in a while, so I'm not sure what the comedy is like anymore. But it—it it can't be good. I mean, what are you going to make jokes about anymore that doesn't offend anybody? Yeah. There's nothing. I mean, and, 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 and the sad part is, if you go to a com
0: one of those small comedy clubs, and like let's just say about ninety eight percent of the crowd is laughing, they with you, you got them with you. All it takes is one person that ha- that that has a bug up their ass about something, to pull out their cell phone and cap that one segment that they feel so strongly about, so passionately about, they felt like cross the line, put it on Twitter, on Facebook, or whatever, or wherever, and it goes viral. And and that yeah. career is potentially ruined because of one fucking person w- that doesn't have a sense of humor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that goes back to our main point from the beginning where our sense of humor has just dissolved. And I really hope at some point we can get back to it. Uh, I don't know, man. I hate to say, it, but we need another fucking we need a resurgence of a comedian like a uh, a Sam Kinison or an Andrew Dice Clay. We need someone to come out and see if it'll still fucking work.
0: You know, we need, it's, it, it's a lot of great ones out there that I could uh, rattle off right now. But I feel like the one comedian that I wish we still had Doug. is a, George Carlin. Oh, I'll tell I, you. I, I really feel, cause George Carlin, he, to me, when he died, I feel like, you know, not to get all, you know, sappy, but I feel like that was the day uh, the music died. Put up stand up comedy because he was of. like he was like literally like the last of that generation that gave zero fucks.
2: Right,
0: you either liked them or whether you liked them, didn't like them, he didn't give a fuck. He, you was going, he was going to give you his opinion. And and he and, and the thing about it is he gave his opinions and they could be unfiltered, they could be filthy, they could be offensive to some, but he was articulate and he was a very intelligent man, so he always gave you reasons mm-hmm. behind what he was saying. He didn't just say shit to say shit.
1: You know what? I got to tell you what. And I, I kind of expected you to say a different name. I think the last, uh, was, dare I say the last of the Mohicans of the unapologetic comedians was Patrice O'Neill, dude.
0: Oh yeah. that. Sh- sh- God, Lord forgive me. I'm crossing myself right now.
1: Mm. He's a,
0: he's a, he's another one, man. I lost him way too soon. And I, I honestly yep. feel like he would have been one of those guys that would have like not given a fuck at all. Yeah. Dude, At it, all. I, I really dude. feel like he would have been Oh, with Trump in office, please
1: He would be on a tear, tear right now Oh my god, I wouldn't care Again, I'm a Trump supporter, but I, would, I, I wouldn't would Care how much Patrice dissed the man. I would listen to him Patrice O'Neill was one of the guys He would literally not give a fuck I believe he, and he was unapologetic He was unapologetic He didn't give a fuck He wouldn't apologize to anybody I'm a comic I'm a comic, that's what I'm Fucking made to do. I don't know, man. I, I, to me, I really, I, I honestly thought you were gonna say Patrice O'Neal. I thought you were gonna. And it has nothing to do with, you know, you guys are both black. I just, I really thought that's who you were gonna say. But George Carlin was definitely another fucking one that he would be. I hate to say it, but he'd probably be a Trump supporter. <laughs> He probably would be, although you know what? He'd probably be just against both candidates or both everything right now. Yeah, man, it would be really cool to see what 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 a guy like Carlin was saying about everything right now, though. Yeah. That would be really yeah. interesting to, to 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 hear.
0: Yeah, but the uh, and I want I want to uh like tell you in the uh chat there why I picked Carlin because of uh one I can't remember the exact uh, verbiage that he used, the exact quote. But uh, it was one of his specials, and he says something along the lines: "I might have been the seven, uh the, you know, the seven words you can't say on TV, or something like that." And he ba- and he basically says something along the lines of: "You can make a joke about anything, including rape." And he proceeded to make a rape joke, like literally, <laughs> like if, if you really think about it. I mean, obviously, you have to have common sense and like know know your company, know your audience when you're talking about certain things. But at the end of the day. You could make, I don't give a fuck how fucked up it is. You
1: can make a joke about anything. Right. You really can But nowadays you can't. If you make a rape joke, someone's getting offended. If you make, I mean, you, there's nothing you can really make a fucking joke about anymore that someone doesn't get offended about. That's why, you know what, I kind of want to uh, check out some new comedy and see what uh, what the new comedy is like. What are they making jokes about? Because it's got to be hard to be a comic in 2018 it's got to be brutal matter of fact to be a comic in 2018 i mean i wouldn't want to fucking do it <laughs> yeah it's just like
0: or they'll probably pick like safe targets like everybody thinks trumps and everybody thinks trumps an idiot everybody they're probably making like uh cosby jokes like basically anybody that's already getting dumped on and piled on you know they're basically probably going after
1: like easy targets right Yeah, exactly, man. And it's just, again, I mean, we have all the media, all this shit. It's just, it it sucks we can't just let people be people, comics be comics, fucking actors be actors. Everyone now has to be either on one side or the other. And I don't know, man. I, 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 you know, it it, kind of goes back to what we were talking about on the Patreon last night. Patreon, you know, dot com slash THC network. Uh, We were talking a little bit about you know conspiracy theories but it also brought us kind of to like you know where everything was kind of going. Oh shit. Oh fuck. I just You okay over there Bob? Yeah go for a minute dude.
0: So uh, yeah but to your point uh, we were on the Patreon yesterday talking about conspiracy theories and basically just where we're at now in the society man just like how so how so much has changed from just 10 years ago. Oh, sorry. 10 years ago, it felt like it was like we were in a better place. You know, 9-11 brought us together, but right. that was like you, like you mentioned yesterday on that. That was the last time that everybody in this country kind of came together for the common good. I feel like we all should come together and just laugh. <clears throat> laugh at ourselves. Don't take ourselves too serious. Don't take these fucking movies and shows and jokes so goddamn seriously like just because you i I got news for you folks just because you laugh at a rape joke does not make you a rapist (laughs) yeah and and i and i I, I, I think people forget that i think people kind of forget that yeah just because you laugh at something that's fucked up doesn't mean you're out out here actively doing a fucked up activity
1: yeah exactly sorry about that dude i fucking i almost just breathed and swallowed at the same time i was fucking choking on my own fucking saliva there but, uh yeah, yeah, but yeah, but, yeah man, and, and like I said last night, nine eleven, I believe, was the last time this country came together, and good God, I do not want anything like that to ever have to make us come together again, but we've got to find something to fucking, you know, there's got to be some common ground that we can all find, and I know this little fucking podcast is going to fucking change the world, but wishful thinking... I wish we could fucking all find a way to just fucking, like Anthony said, kind of just laugh it all off. I would love a comedian to come out and just be filthy, sexist, dirty, and be unapologetic. It would be a breath of fresh air. Man, would they get some shit for it, but I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. You want to kind of let's, 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 let's roll on from that. And speaking of breath of fresh air and actors and, you know, how cynical some of them can be, which basically we've been talking about. We go the complete opposite to a I I guess at this point we call him former actor, Jeffrey Owens, right, Anthony?
0: Uh well no. He's actually getting back into the game. <sighs> Again. But, yeah, but yeah, and, and yeah, we'll kinda we'll we'll uh tell this story from the beginning.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: Jeffrey Owens uh was uh, Elvin Thibodeau. Yep. He played uh, Cliff Huxtable's uh Son-in-law on yep. uh, the Cosby Show. He's married to Sandra, the oldest daughter. From uh, I want to say it was a uh, what was the article? It was from 1985 to 1992. Wow. And and uh, a lot of people think, oh, he's a <clears throat> excuse me, he's big T. He was on a hit TV show. First of all, he like I said, he was fairly successful. He was on a big time TV show. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, you have your money. You, he should have his money. What the fuck is he doing working at uh, a Trader Joe's? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. And this is what people don't understand. I don't give a fuck what you do in life, whether you're an actor, an athlete, a doctor, a lawyer, politician. We are all. I want to emphasize this. We are all one paycheck away from the poorhouse. Mm-hmm. Every. And I think people forget that. Like we. I don't give a fuck what you do in life. Everybody is one paycheck away from. Oh damn, baby. What we gonna do?
1: How we gonna get this rent up? Yeah, and and you know. And he even says he's getting shamed by people, and you know what he's saying? It's not the like un. It's not the non actors that are shaming him. It's the actors that are shaming him. Like poor thing. Like what the what the fuck are you paying my bills? Not only do I have no problem with what he's doing, but I think this is one of the most humbling things someone could do. And the fact that people are out there trying to throw him charity now. I think it's really shitty. I think is really fucking shitty. And I I actually have the um the audio from the Good Morning America interview he did. Uh you wanna you wanna wanna play it?
0: Yeah, yeah, play it. Yeah, he came off very well on this. I want
1: the listeners to hear it too. All right. Well let's go ahead and rock it right now. Give me one sec and we
2: will play it.
3: This exclusive interview with Jeffrey Owens. Thank you so much for allowing us this opportunity. You're so
2: welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, I see morning. that
3: you have your your badge on. Of course. You're proud, and yes. you should be. <laughs> I, I, you know, so many people speaking out on your back.
1: You can hear that, right? uh loud and clear okay perfect just want to make sure Half. here we go. Uh,
3: people you don't know and and fellow nice. actors uh what's the feeling like
2: it's you know what it's it's really overwhelming it's it in a good way mm-hmm. but i mean it's uh i kind of feel like that that character in that Woody Allen movie that wakes up one morning and he's a celebrity all of a sudden uh and uh, has no idea where it came from it it came out of nowhere uh this i want i really want to thank everybody out there family friends uh hollywood uh community and the general public for the incredible support, the amazing support and positivity that they've shown for me. It really is. It's quite astounding. It's very encouraging. You
3: really turned the story around because Absolutely. did you also feel that those initial reports were trying to job shame you?
2: I, I did. You know, when I first saw the pictures and by the way, they photoshopped those pictures, by the way. Oh, no,
3: no.
2: You know, they photoshopped. Oh, yeah, of course. of
3: course. You know, you
2: know, I don't look that no, no, bad. No, no, no. No, 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 no. But I was actually preparing for my role in uh, as fall staff in a, in a <laughs> production of Henry Fourth part one set in a grocery store but um um i mean i was i was really devastated but it lasted it it was uh, the the period of devastation was so short because so shortly after that the responses my wife and i started to read these responses from like literally all over the world uh, of support and and so fortunately the shame part didn't last very long It, it it hurt but then it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing, so.
3: Well, you know why, Jeffrey? Because people, you know,
2: just like us, you gotta make ends meet, you gotta do
3: whatever you yeah. need to do for your family. Is that what you were doing?
2: Exactly. I mean, I got to a point where, you know, I've been teaching, um, acting, directing for, for 30 plus years, but, you know, got to a point where, you know, it it just it just didn't add up enough. You know, and and you got to do what you got to do. I I wanted a job that I could have some flexibility. Um, try to stay in the business. Uh, I didn't advertise that I was, you know, uh, you know, at Trader Joe's only, but not that I was ashamed of it, but because I didn't want the entertainment community to kind of decide, well, uh, he's doing that, he's not in, you know, he's not pursuing yeah. acting anymore. You know what? I felt like I had to be careful about that. So, um. But um, I'm going to I'm going to
1: pause there real quick because I want to just touch on something. How sad is it that if you get another job, you're out of acting. Hollywood won't even touch you anymore. Oh, he doesn't want to work here anymore. He's he's working at Trader Joe's.
0: Well, if anything, that, that 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 shows what kind of character, what kind of man he is. That yeah, this is my dream. I want to act. That's what I want. That's if I if it was paying the bills, great. But I can't just sit at home like the desperate boy, you know, like the de- desperate dude waiting for the chick to call back, reply to that text. I gotta go out here and make a living. It's like me and you doing this podcast. We like it, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not paying the fucking bills. No, we, no. We can't we can't just give up. A, we can't give up our day jobs and go. Yeah, yeah. Box. Let's uh, do this podcasting thing 24-7, five days a week. We ain't getting paid for it, but it's fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I don't know, man. I I really, you know, love what the guy did. But I I did want to touch on that, and it, it's it's that's a sad statement of the way Hollywood thinks. If you really fucking break that down, that oh well, he's working somewhere else. He's got a regular job, so obviously he doesn't want to be in Hollywood.
0: And uh, I'll, and out to piggyback off your point, Hollywood doubly screwed him over because. A, a big another part of the, the puzzle here that I think people overlook is another reason why he had to take outside job an outside job is because he lost uh lost out on his royalties, which is my biggest issue. Mm-hmm. When they when they decided to kill LaCos- pull the a Cosby show from like stores, DVDs, and pull it off of the different network that it was on. Oh, if you want to fuck over Bill Cosby, that's one thing. But why does everybody else that ever worked with him have to suffer? Right. You should have worked out some type of deal where they still got their money
1: somehow. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting residuals from the Bill Cosby show being re, you know, obviously, you know, rerun. And yeah, that he actually says in somewhere. I'm, he might even say in somewhere in here that that's it, but, uh, the, there's still a, a good, uh, almost three minutes left for this interview, but I just wanted to pause it. So it wasn't a whole five minutes of talking. So here we go. A little more of this interview here. But uh, I did want to just again touch on how sad of a statement that is about Hollywood, man. It really is. Oh, here we go. Worked there. The people recognize you
3: when you were working. I worked
2: out. there for 15 months mm. before this happened. A couple of weeks before this all mm-hmm. broke, and um, uh, people recognized me every day, and they were very, very cool about it. Sometimes like too cool. Like, like, like they'd be like, "Oh, you work here?" I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, cool." It was no big deal. It's like, really? It's uh-huh. no big deal at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, well, have you been I'm getting sure.
3: any calls now? Uh, acting jobs
2: you know what i mean not really i mean there have been like some hints interest and stuff mm-hmm. and you know what honestly i mean i actually i know this might sound weird and um i wouldn't feel comfortable getting acting jobs from this event Do, you know what i mean i, I wouldn't too. mind getting auditions right i don't mind if people call me in to try out for things due to what's right. happened but i actually wouldn't feel comfortable someone giving me a job because this happened i want to all
1: right i gotta pause it again do you see the difference in statements there, of how sad Hollywood is, and how humble this guy is, and how much yeah. dignity he has left in him? Yes. From you know, it, okay, Hollywood won't take me because I have a regular job, but but I would also feel bad now. And, and again, he doesn't want to be a charity case, is what he's saying. Yes, yeah, like I, I said, he,
0: he he. In other words. He basically was saying this: Look, if you if you think I'm right for a role, have mm-hmm. me in, bring me in for an audition. And if you like what if you like what I'm bringing to the table, and I get the job, great. I got the job on my merit. But don't don't look at this situation and go, oh, let, let let's give poor Jeffrey a handout. Let's right. give him a couple of dollars, throw him a bone. I mean, like, no no man, no self, no man or woman, where you know that has any type of pride or self respect about themselves, wants to be looked at as a charity case. Wants to be wants to be looked at as that, that sad sack, that sad dog that every time they go out, you know, you, they got, they got to have people covering for them. No, fuck that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This, this is such an incredible statement from, a, 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 from this guy, dude. Just I- exactly what he said. You know, if I get auditions, great, but I don't want to get jobs because of it. In other words, don't, don't feel bad for me. I don't want to be a charity case. Now you mentioned last night again. On the Patreon that Nicki Minaj was like giving this guy 25 grand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually pulling it up now, but, um, I hope he throws that back in her face and says, fuck you. I don't need this money. I really do. I really do, man. This is the, the this is not why he's doing this. It's not. Obviously he, he said he worked there 15 months before this whole thing started. So over yep. a year he's been doing this do you really think he's doing this for notoriety to try to fucking get people to give him money come on don't yeah. make this guy feel like some fucking charity case that's not what he wants to be the statement he just said clarified that he doesn't want to be a charity case so all right let's finish it we got a couple uh, another minute and some left here we go
2: to get a job because i'm the right person for that Unmarried. job. Unmarried. yes exactly right. so like but there said. is there's all kinds of interest now because of this so mm-hmm. that and that's nice you know i mean i feel like i'm more of a celebrity now than i've ever been i'm more celebrity now than when i actually was a celebrity <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> oh my goodness and i also want i do want to say this i, I you know that this business of my being this Cosby guy who got shamed for working at Trader Joe's, that's going to pass. You know, that, that's going to, you know, in some measure of time, that's going to pass away. But I hope what doesn't pass is this idea that people are now thinking, this rethinking about what it means to work. You know, the the honor of the working person and the dignity of work. And I hope that this period that we're in now where we have a heightened sensitivity about that and a reevaluation of of what it means to work and that uh, a reevaluation of the idea that some jobs are better than others because that's actually not true. There is no job that's better than another job. It might pay better, it might have better benefits, it might look better on a resume and on paper, but actually it's not better. Every job is worthwhile and and valuable and Okay,
1: I got to pause again. Holy down to earth guy absolutely. absolutely I mean man. down to earth he has his head together. Have you ever heard any any Hollywood actor speak the way he's speaking with with you know just a humble person with pride in the fact that he's working at a grocery store, yeah. Oh, and this is, this, this, man, is like, so refreshing, man. This is, this, yeah. this is refreshing to hear from somebody. Yeah, and uh, to put it in perspective, so the actor told
0: CNN he took the position in part because, and this is a quote here, in the past 26 years, I have hardly ever had an acting job that lasted more than 10 weeks. I got to the point that I needed to take a job to pay my bills, to support my family. It was basically that. So I mean, and and the thing with this, I I really respect the fact that he wore his badge on the. uh, He's basically been like wearing the badge, like a show of solidarity Mm -hmm. that he's not putting out Trader Joe's, and believe it or not, Trader Joe's is honestly one of the better places you could work at. Everybody that works there Mm -hmm. has nothing but positive things
1: to say about it. Yeah, it's actually a good place to fucking work. But I mean, you know, this kind of goes back to like when you know people found out Shane Douglas was working at Target. Yeah, and they shamed him for it. Oh, he's working too What the fuck, bro? You do what you have to do to support your fucking family. If you don't do that as a man, what kind of fucking guy are you?
0: Yeah, another guy. Uh, because I think Shane Duggan was actually like a manager, so it wasn't like he was just like some schmuck at the academy, you know. You I don't know, know. care he either a way. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. But another guy that got shamed—he's actually going through some tough times now. Uh, just incredible. Hmm. I want I think at one point he was like a chef at an olive garden and people were giving the poor guy grief online. I'm like, dude, he's paying a fuck. He got a wife, he got kids, man. Like, these people clearly don't have any type of a relationship or re- type of responsibility, no type of financial responsibilities to anybody or themselves. Yeah, when see, you, when you, when you got shit going on in your life, you do what you gotta do.
1: Yeah, this is where social media needs to fucking just chill the fuck out, dude. This is ridiculous, man. But it's so refreshing to hear a a guy like this, you know, Jeffrey Owens speak and say what he's saying right now, you know, and he's right. No job is better. They may pay better. They may look better on paper. But a job is a job. Supporting your family is supporting your family. No matter what you're doing, no matter. And and I mean, you know, if, if you look at the picture they keep showing of him, it's him at a cash register. Yeah. You know, and another picture they show was him stocking shelves. So Trader Joe's is one of those places, obviously, you do a little bit of everything. But, you know, this is refreshing to hear someone talk like this and just just be so fucking down to earth, man. It's the only words I can think of are just down to fucking earth. All right. Last few seconds. Let's go ahead and rock them.
2: And right. if, if we have a, a, you know, a kind of a rethinking about that because of what's happened to me, mm-hmm. um, uh, that would be great. But no one should feel sorry for me either from a, a, positive or a negative perspective. I've had a great life. I've had a great career. And, um, I've, I've had a career that most actors would really, you know, would die for. Wow. So no one has to feel Damn sorry right. for me. I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine.
3: Jeffrey Owens, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Jeffrey Owens! Oh, that's true. Well said.
1: My God, I stand up and clap for this guy. I love it. I love it. Be proud of whatever you're doing, no matter how. I mean, you know he. You know what? He probably thought he probably felt degraded to do it too in the beginning. Yeah. Maybe I don't know, man. By the way he's talking, I I don't know if he did. He just. By the way he's talking, you know what? I'm gonna change my mind. I'm gonna actually switch my answer completely. By the way he's talking. He fucking manned up and said, I have to take care of my family no matter what I have to do.
0: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, you talked, you brought up Shane Douglas. I brought up uh Justin Credle. I think uh at one point, Tony Schiavone, before he got back into the pocket, was working at a Starbucks. At the end of the day, man, look, whatever pays the bills, you take pride in what you do. I, I don't give a fuck if you clean up shit for a living. If you're doing it mm-hmm. to the best of your ability to do what you got to do to take care of you and yours, I, I – I have nothing but respect for you. So anybody yeah. that's mocking them is a piece of shit. In my book. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I agree, man. Just, I mean, really. It, it, if you're mocking a guy for taking care of his family by doing whatever job he can find, you really need to fucking look in a mirror and take a look at yourself and see who who are you. Yeah. You know? What are you doing? What are you doing to support your family? Yeah. You yeah. you doing? Yeah, or do you even have a fucking family?
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, to get some <laughs> clarification, see if this changed your perspective box on mm-hmm. a Nicki Minaj deal. All
2: right.
0: So, uh, basically, uh, she had came out on Wednesday and said that she planned on donating 25 grand to the actor. And, uh, it is a quote from her. Some people are on the internet and seeking attention. And he's just the antithesis of that." Minaj said. So I felt like, Oh my God, could you imagine? Uh, she said she knows what it feels like to have to work a job outside of the industry, and she had a message for Owens. Tell him that I'm going to have my team contact him because I hope he doesn't take it the wrong way. She said, I just want to help him in any way I can. CNN reached out to, uh, reps for Owens, but obviously they didn't get an answer back from him or his reps yet. It's so a, what do you think about that?
1: Like, it's still, I mean, I, it comes
0: across as a publicity stunt, but it is,
1: it is. Otherwise you wouldn't put it on social media.
0: cinema, yeah. Y'all both work in the same industry. I'm sure you can reach out to him privately. Like,
1: hey, you know, if you need you know some what? help. Yeah. It, it also, reach out to his agent. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Without putting it on social. Look what kind of person I am. Come on. Look at me. Look at me. Look, I I... I dude, it doesn't matter if you fuck. I don't care what you do. If you're fucking... There's tons of jobs out there that I don't want to do that I look at people and I'm like, I'm better you than me. You ever look at a fucking construction guy and it's a fucking 110 degrees and you don't even want to be like your car won't even cool off. And you're, you, you look at this guy out there breaking his ass and you're like, fuck, I'm lucky as shit. Exactly. I mean, if, if, if you
0: have a cushy job and you're making, you gotta, Good benefits and you're making good money and you don't have to worry about the bills. Hey, good on you. Everybody's not blessed like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Over over the, over the half of the country is struggling right now.
1: Yep. And I 100% agree with what he said. No job is better than any other job. Everybody has, everybody's fucking got a a fucking use in this world. I don't care what you do. You want to fucking be a Walmart greeter? I'm good with that. I don't give a shit. It's something. You're getting paid. Good for you. I don't care what you want to fucking do. You want to, you, you, you want to fucking work at Target. You want to be a manager at Target. Good for you. I don't care. If you're, if you made millions at one point and now you're not good for you. Yep. Good for yep. you. Yep. Take care. The only thing you should worry about is taking care of your family. And obviously hey. this, that's all he was thinking about. One hundred percent fucking stand up and cheer for this fucking guy, man. Love it. Yep. Love yeah. Love it. Yeah, and
0: I don't know if you heard, um, Tyler Perry did reach out and offer him a role on his uh o- uh OWN show that's Oprah's Network, the Have and the Have Nots, and uh he did uh accept the offer according to reps of his. He's All gonna right. be on like so he's gonna be on a few he's gonna be on some episodes. His role hasn't been like released yet publicly, but you know, like, like I said, maybe that's still a negotiation process. Maybe he wants to go in for an audition, but you know, that I don't have a problem with because at least that's like giving somebody an opportunity. It's like Mr. McMahon. I'm giving you an opportunity. And if it's like, if it don't work out, hey, you know, sorry, best of luck to you. At least he's not just saying, hey, flat out saying, here's 25,000, here's 50,000 to your point.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and, and another point that I want to make is it's a, it's, it, it really sucks how. You know, everyone wants to vilify Bill Cosby, but you see the effect of what happens when a show gets taken off. It's not just you're not yep. affecting one person. Yep, you're not y- affecting. Y- yeah, you're affecting. And I am not 100 percent. I just want to clarify. I am not saying that, you know, those women should not have stepped up. Uh, if he if Bill Cosby is guilty, step up, do what you got to do. Absolutely. 100 percent. But, well, actually, he was, you know, he was actually convicted, right? So, yeah. Yeah,
0: on the uh, one charge, the yes. other ones, obviously. Yeah,
1: so forget the if. Bill Cosby is guilty. Absolutely, you should step up. I have no problem with that. But, look, you know, it, it, it's sad to see the, you know, fallout of, of yeah. who else gets hurt. It's, there's a lot of little guys. Yeah. And you take a guy like Kevin Spacey, like I said, He was on that show, House of Cards. I know it's continuing, but. Probably not, they
0: probably don't got the same ratings because they lost, they they
1: had to take out, he was a heavy hitter on that show. He was the main character of that show. No show is better after the, you know, oh, well, they replace a character. It's never better. It's always fucking trouble. You know, and. Modern Modern
0: example would be uh, like two and a half men. Mm-hmm. I know it. I know it went on a few uh, a few years after Charlie Sheen left. But anybody that was a fan of the show, like myself, will tell you there was a notable decline, and and just the overall quality, of the, the whole dynamic of what the show was for the first eight years in comparison to the last four years, totally different.
1: It's a tale of two shows. Yeah, and you know what? That brings us to that 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 actually a really good segue into the Roseanne Barr thing. Um, I mean, Roseanne Barr obviously was fired from her show, Roseanne, for a stupid tweet she made, a racist tweet. Let's just call it a stupid tweet. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely stupid. Shouldn't have been done. And especially, you know, in the 2018 climate, I 100% agree with that. Uh, she's actually even saying that, you know, they redid her show. It's called The Connors. It's going to be without Roseanne. Supposedly Dan is going to be all depressed because they're actually killing Roseanne off this show. And I don't know, man. Yeah. How much do you want to bet this show? And by the way, she's saying she's going to move to Israel when the Connors premieres. People think they can just get up and move to other countries. It's not that easy as a U.S. citizen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, yeah,
0: I- I'm still waiting for the people that, uh, was going to move to Canada if Trump won the election.
1: Yeah. Actually, my friend, uh, Eliza, I've actually talked about Eliza before. Her dad moved to Israel and it took him, he was planning on moving. Like he sold his house and was ready to move. He had her live in an apartment for three years while he got everything straight to move. Oh,
0: in the state still, obviously, not Israel.
1: Right. He was, he, he lived in, actually, he lived in South Florida. So he had to actually, you know, get things ready. Get the right fucking visas and this and that. He had to fucking prepare to go over there. But uh, you know, she's saying she's gonna go. But I mean, again, it's just, you know, they're gonna bring the series back. I will almost guarantee you it doesn't get the same fucking ratings.
0: It it doesn't, man. And 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 I look at it like this. You're gonna have the people the 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 same the same people that were offended by the show when it when it came back because it was like they felt like it was overly it was too pro Trump. Mm-hmm. You're going to get those supporters, but you're also going to lose because, like I said, ro- say what you want about Roseanne. To this day, <clears throat> excuse me, she still has her fan base. True, and you're going and you're going to have people that are going to shit on this show. Mm-hmm. And, and, and 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 let's make this clear: they still have the majority of the original cast. The original cast is still coming back minus Roseanne. Right. So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure like the talent level is, the talent level is definitely still there and it still has the ability to be an actual good show. But because of the circumstances that led to it, led to this point, I don't think people are going to give it a chance. It could be a good show off the ground, but the ratings just won't reflect it because you're going to have people that are going to boycott it out of spite. Well,
1: all those Trump supporters are not going to fucking support this show anymore. And I know John Goodman came out. And was in support of her, but it was three months later. Yeah, too and he little. probably that,
0: thats probably because like
1: his people got
0: in his ear and said mm-hmm. it's too high right now. Don't yeah. say anything. And, and, and I'm pretty sure like because they go they were close. Yeah, for a long definitely. time. And, I, and I'm pretty sure he was one of the people that wanted to say something for you know when it first happened. But his people probably got in his ear like, look, dude, like this is probably your last opportunity to make this kind of money. So right. sh- sit down. Shut the fuck up. Let the heat die down a little bit, and then come out and make a statement where it'll basically
1: fly under the radar. Right. Let it blow over a little bit, then you can make a comment. Blah blah blah. But yeah, it's it's yeah. Here's what I feel sad about, and I I know this might bring up something else, and whatever. If we get into it, get into it. Everyone jumped to this James Gunn guy's fucking you know, James Gunn, the guy that, you know, the uh, director of, uh you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. He got all these things about, you know, pedophilia, blah, blah, blah. Everyone jumped to his fucking, you know, defense. Everybody. And Roseanne was actually pissed about it. She's like, you're jumping to this guy's defense. Now, I have to say something. After the third story about James Gunn coming out with his girlfriend and his, you know, midget, uh asian that he was talking about which was his words not mine um how he beat her have you heard anyone any james Gunn news lately anthony uh no no now even even batista stopped defending him anthony even batista stopped defending him but but roseanne makes one joke and she's gone gone which i you know both of those two are gone, but, you know, I don't think one one little joke should have her had her gone from her show. And you even agree with that, I believe. I do because –
0: yeah, I do, man. Look, at the end, like I said, it goes to my point earlier.
1: You know, stand by my words.
0: Regard, You know, you should be uh, – in this country, if, if we are to believe the First Amendment, you should be able to say what you want and be protected by it. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, was what she said fucked up? Yes. But everybody involved from, you know, ABC to uh John Goodman to Sarah Gilbert, et cetera, et cetera, the writers, the, they knew what they were getting into mm-hmm. when they agreed to bring this show back. It, it, it's not like Roseanne was like this soft-spoken, demure chick, and all of a sudden she woke up crazy one day.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: She's been like this since the 80s, bro. She's been like this since she came on the scene. So – it, it, it's just that, and, and that's one of the things that kind of drew me to the show back in the day, even without even realizing it. That she was brash, she was outspoken, she spoke her mind. Be critics, be damned. But in this in this climate, you can't you can't be that outspoken. Because I guarantee you, if, if we were to go back, you know, ten, twenty years, fifteen, twenty years ago, I'm pretty sure we could sift out some things that she said that could have been construed as off color, and that she would get a lot of heat for today. But back then, because people didn't have that panties and a bunch about every little fucked up thing somebody said, it just kind of flew under the radar. Oh, that's just
1: Roseanne being Roseanne. right?
0: And right. And, and, and and look, I, I don't personally think she should have apologized because it's almost like you're 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 admitting defeat. You're you're, you're basically selling out yourself. Your the, the the persona that you've created. You're selling out the people that supported you for being a certain way for all these years mm-hmm i mean i'm i'm sorry like she's a comedian at the end of the day she was a comedian making a joke and if you got offended by if you got offended by it, even if you're a black person that got offended by it i'm sorry fuck off <laughs> just, well just, just grow, I, I mean, grow a sense of humor I'd i'm say sorry if
1: you got offended by it you've either you're actually you're you're probably the racist because you're yeah. because when you read that fucking tweet your first knee-jerk reaction was to jump to race. So who's really the racist there? You know, and I hate to say, but her apologizing might have been the worst thing she ever did. She probably should have just left it alone, and maybe she would have kept her job on that show. Apologizing actually nowadays brings you... More heat, yeah. Than letting shit go.
0: Yeah, I'm actually going to pull up something. So I keep talking for a minute, box.
1: It was a Roseanne quote about uh, the apology. Um, I believe it was um some of her friends. Yeah, yeah. Told her it, right. they said you made a fatal mistake apologizing to the left. Once you apologize to them, they never forgive. They just try to beat you down until you don't exist. That's how they do things. They don't accept apologies. Um, True, and you know what? Let's be honest with you. This show was already getting heat because it was pro-Trump in the first few episodes. Very pro-Trump, and Roseanne was. Yeah. But So maybe they were even looking for a reason to get rid of her, but no, no, you don't no, think this so? Is
0: just, I mean, because, I mean, look, let's be honest, like, the like... I didn't actively follow her on, uh, I followed her on, uh, Twitter right. and social media because I just as a fan, but, um, I didn't read her tweets like actively. But if you really kind of like follow her tweets like over the last five to 10 years prior, <clears throat> they were always pro Trump. They were always like, you know, she leaned to the uh, right heavily to the right. right. So I mean, it, it wasn't a surprise. None of this shit was should have surprised anybody. You knew the risk. When you signed the contracts, when you put the show back on the fucking air, it was a big fucking hit, right? And I can okay. I guarantee you, ABC is pissed <clears throat> because they they only did the they, they they like I said it was reactionary. I personally think that it was a knee jerk reaction mm-hmm. because once you took her and and they're going to feel the effects. They're going to feel the effects because what's going to happen is they're going to bring the show back, which I believe the starting date is uh, October sixteenth, which we might have to get into on the show just because I, I'm curious about how they handle the uh, death, but mm-hmm. like how they handle a write-off. Do they just write her off tastefully one or two episodes and leave it at that? Right. Or are they going to take pot shots? Because I guarantee you what's going to happen is this. The show maybe makes it to like half a season, maybe half a season. And then you're going to hear due to low ratings, they're going to cut the fucking season short. But because this, because they got, They signed everybody to an additional season in the midst of the first season because of the ratings there. What's going to happen is they're going to have to cut this season short, but they're still going to have to pay out the writers, all of the other actors. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to live up to those financial agreements. So ABC is going to go to the grave pissed at Roseanne because they will be out of a shit ton of money come uh, this fall.
1: Well, the first one is going to get a lot of fucking attention. The first one is gonna get good ratings. The first one yeah, will get attention. Um after that yeah. is where I think they're gonna start having a problem.
0: Gonna fall the show's gonna I mean all due respect. Because I think they're gonna they're gonna basically build it around uh Darlene, Sarah Gilbert's character. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't know, man. I, I really feel like once they get the uh Roseanne out of the, once they get the uh Roseanne right off out of their system, show's gonna fall off a cliff, bro. Gonna fall off a cliff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do too, man. But I don't know, man. I, 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 you know, it's, and she even said in the article that she has, I know I said it was hard to get over there. She said she had an opportunity to go over there and teach. She is Jewish, which is a help to get over to Israel. So she said she had an opportunity to go to learn with some teachers over there. So I don't know. I mean, if she goes over there, good, that's fine. I don't care. Um, but again, man, just, you know, it's just shows what our society is capable of nowadays. It, it just really does. Um, but I guess we can change from that. And we, I've only got two more things and I think we'll probably wrap it up after that. Uh, sure. Vince Vaughn, we said we'd mention him. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, uh
0: one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah.
1: It I like the guy too, but, uh, got a DUI. Um, and a matter, this actually happened back in June. Actually, yeah. June 10th, but it just became public because, um, the, uh, district attorney decided to go ahead and charge him. Uh, not only was he charged with DUI, but refused to get out of the car. So they're also charging him with failure to comply with police, uh, refused to get out of the car. Basically was like, do you know who I am? And <laughs> they brought his ass into fucking jail. Mm. Um, again, this happened in June. Um, I guess he failed this, the sobriety test and it was captured on an offered officer's body cam. So look forward to that coming out <laughs> eventually. <laughs> I would say after this whole case is done. That is what, uh, you, you're going to definitely get that body cam footage. So, uh, prepare for more comedy there. Um, holy shit. Fucking Vince Vaughn. God damn it, man. Just, just, just comply with the cops. Get out of the car. You're not in, yeah. you're not on TV. <laughs> and, um,
0: I've never actually seen him on person, but see, I've never met the man in person to be able to judge this. But just from like the movies I've seen him in, he looks like he's a pretty uh imposing dude. Who would you guess? I Maybe mean, six seven, six
1: eight? He does look like he's <clears> a <throat> tall fucking guy. I'd be curious to see what, what uh what ex what height he is. He does look tall though when he's on camera.
3: Yeah.
1: And I, I could have, I could imagine yeah.
0: a cop like, you know, even if he doesn't have a weapon on him, getting out the car, you know, and he's drunk, he's belligerent. You know who I am? They might feel they might feel
1: intimidated, might feel threatened. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually have three charges on him. Uh, three misdemeanors. One is driving under the influence of an alcoholic beverage. Second, driving with a blood alcohol of uh, 0.08 or higher. And the third one is refusing to comply with police. Uh, Jesus, man. I don't get what's wrong with these fucking actors, man. <laughs> you know, they know they're in the limelight they know if they fuck up they're fucking going to be you know vilified by the press this and that why would you drive home drunk you know why because you got to get home long,
0: for, for the longest time i don't I, obviously it's not like that now just because of the way social media is but you got to rem- you got to remember like for the longest time if you are a celebrity especially if you are like an A-list upper echelon type celebrity you got to with a lot of shit
1: yeah, <laughs> you're right, and you know what though? But now you got to realize something. Now you got these young kids that are now police, and they want that fucking notoriety. I was one that arrested fucking Vince Vaughn, and yeah, yeah you're not going to get away with shit as an actor as you did.
0: Yeah, you look at Bill Cosby. I mean, you, you heard the you heard the rumors about uh Hugh Hefner supposedly covering up a lot of shit, and
2: mm-hmm.
0: it took uh, it took a no name comedian, Hannibal Burrs to blow the lid off of everything. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I know he did that. I forgot that show. Was it a uh, not Community? Uh, what's the other one? Thirty Rock. There I you think go. he was a writer or something on that. But other than that, he really didn't. He didn't have any uh major accolades behind him. He was just, like I said, a work comedian. And it, and it took a random one off-color remark from him to blow the whole case, a t- a, an, a, an over a, an over ten-year-old case, and bring Phil Cosby down. Think about that for a minute. Yeah, Bill Cosby was riding. He he was he was riding on a cloud all them years, and a and a no name dude
1: brought him down, brought him to justice. Dude, do you know when these fucking body cams really started fucking over actors? You want to know when it started? When is it? Mel Gibson.
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) Mel. When he went on his his infamous uh, anti Semitic rant.
1: When he went on to persecute my people.
0: Uh, oh, and you know kidding. what? I don't care. Um, I, I don't, dude. I don't
1: care what he said. I'm still a Mel Gibson fan, dude. Yeah. I'm, so fucking <laughs> too. I, I'm sorry. Uh, he can keep the passion of the Christ,
0: but, uh, yeah, we, I, 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 lethal weapon, dude. Come on, man. Always yeah. a classic. You know, the, uh, fucking Mad Max flicks.
1: And he has a new Pay-tags movie coming ransom. out. He's got a new movie out now. He's in. That's another action movie that's getting a lot of <laughs> flack because they say it's a fucking, you know, misogynistic, male, fucking racist thing. And, you know, another movie getting flack. But Mel Gibson was the beginning of when body cams and, you know, cameras and social media started really putting actors in their place. Uh Yeah, you're not going to get away with being uh, Mr. Famous anymore. Matter of fact, I believe the more famous you are, the more cops want to get you in trouble now because a lot of fucking hollywood is anti cop right now which i don't want to get into that but they are we know they are um but yeah i mean jesus christ you should not be doing this shit in 2018 yeah. with all the cameras around the body cam footage yeah oh you got to wake up wake up in 2018 actors
0: yeah and 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 honestly I'm a Vince Vaughn fan, but honestly, if he had to just took his lumps, took the ticket, paid the fine, he would have got a slap on the wrist, paid a couple hundred bucks. You know, they probably would have had him, they probably would have locked him up for a night, a couple hours just to sleep it off. He yeah. would have paid a fine and the whole thing would have been over.
1: Either way, it's going to get out to the media, but I think this looks worse than if he had just taken his fucking lumps. I agree with you.
0: So let me ask you, do you think that, I mean,
1: I think that article said he's like 48,
0: which damn, mm-hmm. I didn't even, that, I mean, that's not old, but I didn't know he was that old. Yeah. I don't know he always put, maybe because he always played like a young guy, like frat boy type roles. Mm-hmm. I never looked at him as being that old.
1: Yeah. And by the way, this article came from, uh, CBS Dallas, Fort Worth. So he got pulled. This happened somewhere around here because I got this <laughs> from a, I got this from a local CBS article. Ah, oh, so Vince Vaughn might be a neighbor. Uh, I believe he does live somewhere in the Dallas area, honestly. A lot of people do. This is a really, this is a so, pretty big, I mean, fucking Don Henley from the Eagles lives around here somewhere.
0: So, uh do you think this will have any, like, long-term negative impacts on his career?
1: Or do you think he can recover from this? I mean, his career isn't amazing. I mean, it hasn't, it
0: hasn't been booming, but do you think that this is the type of thing that will
1: keep him out of work for any length of time? Probably not. Probably not. I don't know. And by the way, one of his best movies is a very underrated movie called Palmetto. If you've never seen it, it's a very obscure movie. Check it out. Check it out. I'll um, start
0: saying about Old School. You got a... Uh, oh, Ready yeah. Cratchits, which we will get to. I know you haven't seen it, but hmm. I'm going to make you watch it soon.
1: Dodgeball?
0: Yep. And another one, uh, that one um, with it, it was Rounders.
1: That was an early one. Rounders. He was in Rounders. Was it Rounders? What was that? Or was it Made Men? Made Men. That was. uh Oh,
0: I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, it had. I think it was called Swingers.
1: Swingers. Okay, because Made. Swingers? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that makes more sense. Yeah, Rounders was. uh Yeah, uh, Matt Matt Damon and Ed Norton. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry about that, guys. Poker fan. Uh, I'm a poker fan. I play poker. I'm a player. Yeah, like but, uh, I, yeah, yeah, Vince
0: Vaughn is one of those guys that he, he's very underrated in a lot of ways. Obviously, he's more known for his comedies, but he, he pulled a dramatic role or two out of his ass and it was
1: pretty compelling. Yeah, I, I actually like Vince Vaughn too. I got no problem with the guy. He's a little, uh, one of those awkward actors, but I do like his, uh, his kind of dry humor style. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. He's a smart ass and I like smart
1: asses. Exactly. Um, and I guess that'll take us into our last little topic, unless you got anything else. Oh, uh, sure I've got, uh, Anthony. We've mentioned him on the show before the police academy series. According to Steve G- Gutenberg, Officer Mahoney, there's <sighs> another one coming up, which this would be what police academy seven. Oh, I am about to say 27. It Oof. seems like <laughs> it's
0: been so many. I actually have them all, even, you know, even Mission to Moscow. I'm I'm a, I'm a completist. I've got them
1: all. <laughs> I've got them all too. Um, the first one was probably the first and second, but mainly the first is probably their most notable movie. I mean, what a great fucking comedy. And again, I don't think you could remake the original. Like if the original, uh, one came out now. It oh. would be, oh, my God. It would be, it it would be so watered be, down. It would be watered down, number one, and even the police would hate it. Yeah. The, everybody would hate this one. The anti-police people would love it, but it would be a ridiculous, ridiculous thing of it now. I'm interested to see what they would do with a new one right now, a police academy. Um I don't know. I mean, 1994 was the last time one of these films came out. That's a long time ago, man. Yeah, but um
0: my whole thing is like a lot of the key people are no longer with us, uh Bubba Smith, uh mm-hmm. George Gaines. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were very instrumental in the uh in what made that original one especially so special, so great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean we still got Taggart, we still got Michael Winslow with us, obviously Steve Gutenberg. Um they could even bring back Bobcat, dude. Bobcat's still around. Bobcat Goldthwaite, obviously I'm talking about. Kim Petrel, she's still around. Kim's th- still around. So they could still bring some people back. Um, you know, and, and I mean, that film really, Jesus Christ, that film spawned Bobcat Goldthwaite's career in comedy, in acting, everything.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I know a lot of people kind of like, kinda, he kind of, he, they think he's annoying, especially with the voice. But I've actually always liked like the guy. I liked that movie. Had to try it. Tours. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that movie? Did with, um, with Willby Goldberg's best friends? Fatal Beauty or not Fatal. It was something else.
1: I don't remember. Uh, he, His little part in Below. <laughs> I can't feel my face. I mean, I can touch it, but I can't feel it. That, that guy is, I like Bobcat Goldthwaite. And, um, I remember back in the early eighties listening to a old Bobcat Goldthwaite album and just laughing my ass off. And I listened to it time until the tape, till the cassette tape wore out. I listened to that album. I wish I could find it again. I probably could if I looked on YouTube, but, uh, yeah. I mean, that, the, the, those police academy movies, I'd be very curious what they could definitely bring to the table now. You know, especially again, like we've been talking about this whole fucking episode in this climate, in this 2018, what kind of comedy can you bring to the fucking table without offending millions of different people? You know, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be tough. Oh,
0: the movie I was thinking of, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Burglar. It's him and Whoopi Goldberg. I
1: Burglar. Love okay. Yeah. I have, I'm not the biggest Whoopi Goldberg fan. I don't know why. A, not even the eighties. Uh, I mean, some of the, I I I, don't, it's not, I, I, I don't hate her at all. I just, I don't know. Something not, about her. You just never got
0: her, you never got her humor.
1: Not really. Oh, her comedy to me is absolutely unfunny. But, I mean, a few movies she's been, I mean, the Sister Act and all that shit, I actually like Sister Act.
0: Yeah, I did. I do too. I, you actually worked it up. Now, let me ask you, um, did you, were you a fan of the, special she did with, uh, Robin Williams and, uh, Billy Crystal? No. Comic relief.
1: I was more of a fan of, uh, the other two than her. Again, her comedy to me was not funny. Billy Crystal, hilarious. Matter of fact, we brought up Soap a couple of, uh, a couple months ago. I believe it was when we were talking to Bobby again. We brought up that show a few times. You know, the show yeah. soap and, you know, Billy Crystal, that was his start and, yeah. uh, Robin Williams. I mean, those, what, I what always, saying, I mean,
0: Robin Williams,
1: uh, <laughs> a, a different level than most other comedians. So yeah, I, I liked both of them. Like I said, man, whoopie Goldberg, her comedy never, never hit with me. Uh, same with like a Rosie O'Donnell and Ellen DeGeneres. I don't find any of those three, three girls funny. I just don't
0: box look like got a request in the chat from russ
1: (laughs) ah no i'm not gonna do no i maybe maybe (laughs) who knows i don't know we'll see Hmm. uh maybe i could just read something and see if people can just you know chill out with me but yeah i mean i i would definitely be curious to see what a what a police academy movie looked like in 2018 i think Uh i in my my opinion we're gonna be awfully disappointed in what this movie brings to us.
0: Yeah, you're gonna we're gonna be expecting Police Academy One, and we're gonna get Police Academy Five. So it's, it's it's I mean I hate to say it, man. It's just going it's going it's if they're probably gonna pay they're almost gonna make it almost like a slapstick. It's gonna be more along the lines of a Naked Gun type flick, where it's just like very you know very uh slapstick driven. You're not gonna have you're definitely not gonna have the ogling of women. You're not going to have the uh Kim Cattrall... Well, hopefully not at this point, because she's All right. older. But you you get my point. They're not going to have a random chick flashing
1: her tits just because it, those days are over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just not going to get that anymore. And if you do, people are going to bitch about it. You're sexist. A woman can't show her breasts in a movie in 2018 anymore. It's offensive. Yeah. Oh, my God. Show me Titty. I want to see Titty. I like Titty. I mean,
0: you look at a movie... <laughs> even a movie like... um. <clears throat> Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how bad that movie would get picked apart, especially towards the end, where the I forgot the dude's name when he he tr- basically tricked the chick into sex. Oh, he manipulated her. Oh. He took advantage of her. Oh, oh that would oh, be rape,
1: dude. That's no, no, no. That's rape nowadays. What he did when uh, uh the nerdy guy tricked her into that. That's rape nowadays, dude.
3: Oh
0: yeah, we I, actually I. That's a good one. We actually have to get on, get to that on the show one day. Cause I actually want to break that one
1: down. I would love so to. So many,
0: so, so many things in that movie that nowadays.
1: <laughs> yeah. Russell, thank you. Titty's lives do matter. I 100% agree with you. Titty's lives matter. Um, and uh, even smart, the naked gun. Could you imagine a movie like the naked gun coming out nowadays? I mean, let's not forget OJ Simpson was in that movie, but could you imagine a movie like the naked gun coming out nowadays? I just can't see uh, it, dude. no, I can th- see that
0: coming out, but you know i you know who will be mostly offended by it cops uh, makes, us look,
1: makes us look stupid no, i you know what I think maybe, maybe not, because I mean he was a detective, not an actual officer, <coughs> so a little bit of a difference there. Police academy, however, is about actual uniformed officers and Uniformed officers now are a little sensitive about what happens and what goes on and how they're portrayed in movies and everything, which again have a sense of humor. Yeah. (laughs) We need to get back (laughs) to it. We've got to get back to the sense of humor, man. Good. That's, that's a fucking amazing
0: man, but, uh, so much shit that unfortunately won't get made. So thank God for shows like ours. We can take a stroll down memory lane with the folks. Yeah. And be, re- and be reminded of a time in this country where you could actually laugh and not worry about pissing somebody off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I really miss it. And I hope we, uh, we eventually do that 180 and just go back to where we can laugh about shit and laugh at ourselves. That's another yeah. problem. We cannot laugh at ourselves anymore.
0: Now, Box, let me ask you something. Let, let, let's kind of like close on this note as far as, uh, mm-hmm this conversation, because I feel like it kind of sums everything up perfectly. You know, like they say, everything comes back, you know, bell bottoms came back for a period of time. Afros came back for a period of time. Do you think like the nineties is like the only decade that can never come back and never be relived just because of all the, uh, you know, all of the negativity and all of the stigma, all of the political incorrectness that came out of that era. People are just like, like, it's, it's almost like, you know, we talk about it in wrestling where, Wrestling now feels like they're apologizing for all the shit they did in the late nineties, early two thousand. Do you think, like, as a society, that the older generation is feeling like, oh, we got to we have to apologize? We're on the apology tour because mm. of all the fucked up shit that we did, like maybe late eighties or into the nineties, into the early two thousand, that that time period will never be relived. It's always going to be like shunned. Uh,
1: I hope not because that was basically a very edgy, edgy era in America. It, w- it was, it was an edgy era. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, credit, you know, Nirvana with, you know, changing America, but they changed music, which, which did start a fucking trend of people, you know, doing shit like that, starting to get really grungy and just like angry. And <laughs> it was an edgy fucking era, the nineties. I would. I don't mind if it comes back. I really don't. I hope it does eventually. I'm sure it will. Everything has a resurgence. I mean, it's like in the '80s have been trying to resurge for years, but I don't know, man. I I just hope we can, like I've been saying, hope hope we can get that that sense of humor about you know everything back. The sense of humor about ourselves. Literally, that's what we need to get back is a sense of humor about ourselves. But Yeah, I think it's going to be tough, man. And even when you go to, like, a wrestling and you see how it's changed today, everyone bitches about wrestling. Even we do. Me and Shane, we bitch about it. But it's just for the fact that we grew up during that hardcore, hard-hitting, edgy era. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we want it back, whenever it starts to come back, people – people ruin it it can't do it 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 can't the only oh excuse me the only way it can come back yeah is if we start getting a sense of humor about ourselves again if we can laugh at ourselves again if we can you know just 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 come together again but i don't know man a lot of tough shit going on and Yeah. yeah I, I, I think that edgy era will be a long time before it comes back in, uh, yeah. in, in full circle. So.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I, yeah, I feel like, uh, Shane kind of summed it up for me yesterday on the uh, Patreon. Like, <laughs> I know we sounded like Don Tony with all the cheap plugs for the Patreon, but it's good shit. So subscribe to that Patreon.com forward slash THT network for a lot of exclusive content that you can't hear anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But, he has said something along the lines of, uh, in about 20 years, people are going to look back at Steve Austin as, like, you know, like a degenerate, He, you know, all of the middle fingers, the bad language, he was a no-talent hack, and that breaks my heart, dude. If we get to a point in this country where people look back on the shit that Steve Austin was doing in the 90s as, like, being just, like, bad for the world and he was just, like, a degenerate, uh, He degenerate in other ways, but in terms of his wrestling character, his persona, I, 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 that I that'll be a sad day for me as a wrestling fan, man. Well, it
1: kind of yeah, it kind of goes back into where we're just fucking going back to that demolition man society, dude. You know where, where you know everyone. Where if if you say a curse word, you're gonna get a fine for it. You know, yeah. it's it's scary how how true that movie is becoming. It's almost like they had a fucking prophecy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: mean, Smark sums it up beautifully. The people that were kids in the 90s that dealt with people trying to censor video games grew up to be the people that are trying to censor video
1: games as adults. Well, because they want to play video games and get paid for it. These new, let's, let, let's be honest. This new generation, the reason they're for all this socialism shit is because they want to fucking sit and play video games and still get money for sitting at home and not having a job. <laughs>
0: So in other words, you're calling them out on their bullshit. <laughs>
1: uh, Absolutely. I will call them out on their fucking bullshit. I've been working since I was 15 years old. I've been running machinery since I was 15 years old. I got lucky and got into a sales when I was in my 20s during the Clinton days. So, again, he's a Democrat. So, you know, you can't fucking shit on me all the way as being a full Trump supporter. But, you know, I, I made a lot of money during those fucking Clinton days, man. Hey, he was getting late and so was I. How's that <laughs> <Getting> laid, <laughs> <getting paid. laughs> he exactly he was getting late and so was i during those days but times change man times the times a change and uh i don't know man it's just a it's 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 just so fucking different and i but i i do hope we can fucking you know go back and yeah it's just weird that those kids that we thought were gonna be fucking, you know, rage against this, rage against that are raging against the wrong things. Uh, you know, so I don't know, man. And I've you know, I've said it before, I think it all started with, you know, a a culture of there's no winners and losers. Yeah. Everyone gets a participation pride for even being yeah. here. Yeah. It's and I and, yeah. and, and you know what, Russell? I agree with you. If I could stay home and play games and get paid for it. I would too, but unfortunately I don't live in the movie grandma's boy. I'm not a video game tester. If you get lucky enough to get that job, you can do that, but that's not the way it happens in this United States. This, the way we've ever fucking lived. So sorry. It's just, uh, you, you, you gotta get lucky enough. You have to, it's, it's just the way it is. Yeah. But in Boxman, you came from that, you came from that era and I,
0: I'm like on the borderline, but you came, you know, we came from that era where you actually had to hustle for every dollar you made. You, you had to hustle to make a living. And, and I feel like this generation is just like I said, you know, like you said, video game testers, they, they, they look for every reason to get pissed off because it's easier to sit at home and get pissed off and play video games than it is to go outside and gasp, talk to people. Because if you actually talk to the other side, and you could come to a mutual understanding, like an adult, and and then what would, you wouldn't be so pissed off, you'd be fine. You you would find that both sides have their point, their positives, their negatives, and you could agree to disagree and go on about your fucking life.
1: Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, I I I forgot who said it, but it was someone who said, um, you know, if you actually go out and talk to people, we're not as divided as the media thinks we are. We're not. I actually think it was James Woods who might have said it. Um We're really not as divided as people think we are. Go out and talk to people. I mean, no one's sitting there bringing up. I, I'm not. I go to so many places. I drive a lot of places during work. No one brings up fucking Trump to me when I'm delivering a product. Yeah. You know, no one does. It's. It's not as divided in this country as the media would fucking think we are. I look, I, and again, I'm not blaming one media over the other. I'm, I'm, I'm putting them in, a, in, in a, a, a big umbrella of media outlets that are all fucking doing the hate. And I, I just, I don't know, man. I wish they would start showing a little bit of fucking love. I mean, there's plenty of it out there. They just don't want to fucking show it. But, yeah. you know, if, 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 it, it, luckily if you're on Facebook and you follow the right things and you can see oh. a lot more of the good stuff and the bad stuff, but we are not as divided. If you go speak to people, actual living human beings, we are not as divided as you think we are. It is a handful, a handful of the public that is radical this way or radical that way. And that's it, man. Most of us just fucking want to go out there, do the work, take care of our family. Like we were talking about before with Jeffrey fucking Owens. They, Most people out there just want to go out there, take care of their family, go home, and that's it. Yep, That's it. But the media wants us to think that we're fucking completely divided, that every single person is either a left or a right, and we're not. Most of us are right in the middle. We're going to get up in the morning. We're going to fucking wake up when our alarm wakes us up. We're going to go to work. We're going to go home. We're going to see our family. And that's the way it really is. And I wish more people would fucking just, you know, jump on that train instead of the, you know, I got to be on this side. I got to be on that side. I got to agree with everything this side said. I got to agree with everything that side says. I don't know, man. I wish we could all just fucking get along and I know we've been talking a lot of kind of pot talk tonight and man just fucking you know be against the government and shit like that but really that's what it comes down to is when you talk to people the media really has us kind of acting like puppets in their game well, and, uh, and, and, and that's what that's what we should be rising up against is the media fucking well, putting up the trying to make us hate each other that's well, what we should be Go ahead, Anthony. I'm sorry, I interrupted you twice now.
0: No, 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 It's no problem. This is no, it's good. No, but um, as far as you know, to your point, you know the famous Chris Rock quote from uh, Bigger and Blacker. He's talking about AIDS, all right? Mm-hmm. Basically said, "There's a cure, but there's no money in the cure." Right. There's no money, and I, and I'm going to like take his words and kind of like spin it into my own here. Mm-hmm. There's no money in peaceful coexistence. There's no money in us getting along. Everything ha- – well, think about it. When you watch – this is another reason. This is the main reason why I don't watch the news. Every time the top story is always somebody got – it was a murder somewhere. Mm-hmm. Strike between the cops and the uh, the regular everyday working man. And buried deep, deep, deep and all that shit is one positive story. And you know where they put that shit? The last two to three minutes of the news broadcast. Exactly. Hey, here, here's a flower show. Bunch of little kids. Yay. Yep. And it's buried deep, deep. They don't focus on the good shit. They open up with the, you know, negative, nasty shit and they'll,
1: and they'll squeeze the good shit the last 30 mm-hmm. seconds, the last minute and a half. And, and, and what, what is the one thing they always add to that story? Either it was a black person, a white person, a Muslim person. They always have to throw whatever religion or race that person was. Yep. And I've said before, I think that's ridiculous. Why can't this be a person? A, yep. A a male walked yep. into a I mean, just, you know, I'll take a start from this week. A male walked into a bank and opened fire this week. But no, yeah. the media put a white male open fire in a Cincinnati bank this week and police officers took him out. Yep. You know, it, which wasn't a huge story because police officers did the right thing and took him out. But, you know, I I, I heard about it. Did you? Uh, no, when did this happen? Uh, early in this week? Uh, a couple of days ago, Cincinnati, yeah. he actually killed three or four people and then the cops took him out. So, you know, once again, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I know I'm sort of pro gun, but good guy with a gun. And I'll leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into it. <laughs> uh, I know you're not Shaheen and not going to yell at me, but still, no. I, 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 I don't want to take this show into a whole fucking, uh, second amendment fucking thing yeah. but uh yeah man i i i just really wish that uh you know this show obviously wasn't about a movie but it was just kind of about uh a lot of shit going on right now in hollywood yeah. and yeah. i don't know man i, I like i said I, I i really think that if you go and you turn the news off and you speak to actual humans people not the not not people online We're 100% not as divided as you think we are. There is a common ground. We just need to fucking find it. And, uh, I don't know. That's what I think. Yeah.
0: And, and, and that that speaks to like, you know, why we need genuine comedy now more than ever, which is why we don't need Holly. We don't need Hollywood. When did fucking Hollywood become uber political? Like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I know they've always had political elements, but there was a point in time where Hollywood, there was a separation between church and state. Uh, Hollywood had their political mechanisms, but you could still watch a movie or watch a TV show and I felt feel like you were getting beat over the head with somebody's political beliefs.
1: They became political when Trump ran for president. Yeah. Um. Again, I don't want to get into, you know, one side or the other, but you're also, let's think about this. Hollywood is filled with people, millionaires. These people get paid multi-million dollars for the movies they do. And they're trying to tell you who gets up at six, five, six, seven AM to go to your job and break your ass. And they're trying to tell you who to vote for. Can you see how out of touch that is? Yeah,
0: all due respect, you know, fuck Meryl Streep and her opinions. I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't need, I don't need, uh, Merle Streep or De Niro, even though I love him to death. I don't, I don't, look, entertain me. That's all I ask. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't, yeah. I don't need fucking 45 minute speeches at the Academy Awards. Telling me that Trump's a piece of shit or you're pro Trump. You know, come on, lead, lead that lead that shit to the White House. Yeah, lead you that know shit
1: what? This, to CNN and Fox. This goes for either side. Either side. I I, I really don't want to take a side in this, whether I'm pro Trump or 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 against Trump. But either side. Elvis back in the day and even Dolly Parton today said the same thing. I will not bash either side. I'm an entertainer. Elvis, back in the day, said the same thing. I'm an entertainer. Politics is not where I belong. I don't belong commenting on that stuff. Granted, Elvis was sort of a country bumpkin and probably didn't want to say the wrong thing. But even Dolly Parton, in 2018, when they tried to get her to talk about Trump, just basically said, I entertain people. That's what I do.
0: Yeah. Old school. Some people believe in old school ideals and old school ethics you know back in the day like we came up in that era where you didn't talk about politics you didn't ask somebody who they were voting for you didn't get into discussions about religion why because it led to hard bad feelings between it was people.
1: It, it was almost taboo back then to ask people that you didn't get into politics with people back back in the day dude you just didn't it just wasn't worth it nowadays like i said fucking media thinks everything's about politics it's really not but if you ask them it is but I don't know man I I, I just remember like like I said I I remember those days where movie stars were just that they were entertainers and it didn't have now they're all either pro or and 90 I would say 98% of them are you know anti-Trump because they want to keep their jobs um yep but then you got a guy like James Woods who isn't afraid to, uh, come out and say what he thinks. I'll, I'll say this. There's more actors that are, that, that won't, that, that are just, you know, in the middle than there are, yeah. you know, one side or the other who just want to fucking go to work and make sure they're, you know, they keep their jobs,
2: yeah. which
1: I respect more than people who choose one side or the other. Yeah. so yeah man it, it's 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 crazy though but like i said dude elvis had the right the right statement i am an entertainer and i should not be injecting my opinion on politics means nothing and it yeah, shouldn't
0: and, and i'm going and to defend elvis on that you called him a country bumpkin but the, the the way you just laid it out to me he was the smartest guy in the room
1: he made he made yeah. the most sense. Yeah. And he was more, if you go back and look at Elvis was more conservative. He was hugely pro law enforcement. He was a honorary member of the FBI from Richard Nixon, who actually gave him the fucking FBI badge. So, you know, he would have been more on, you know, the right side than the left, but it didn't matter. He didn't, he all, all, most of that stuff came out after he died. So no one knew his politics. You know what I mean? and i don't know and, and like i said even dolly pardon this year basically you know kind of echoed elvis's thing and said i'm an entertainer my 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 political you know d- you know party has nothing to do with who i am and yeah. I, I just wish people would fucking you know kind of go back yeah. to that but uh i think yeah. we've pretty much harped on that probably a lot and probably to a fucking People are probably getting sick of it by now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, just common sense.
0: Keep your political beliefs to yourself because you want to end up alienating your fan base. Instead of having 100% of the fan base, you're going to have 50%, 40% because you're alienating <laughs> half of your fan base when you come out with uh, stupid political opinions.
1: Yeah, and I mean now it's like, Jesus, it, 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 in, in Hollywood it's literally either hate Trump or you're not working. And it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, people, ju- uh, again, it's kind of like, you know, that, that, that whole first amendment thing is not really first amendment. You don't really have the right to free speech. You have the right to free speech if it's what people want to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, man. You want to, uh, uh, you got anything else you want to go ahead and wrap this motherfucker up? You can wrap it up. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this motherfucker up. Appreciate everybody for joining us out there. Always, um, this definitely was a, a little different of a show. We didn't uh, didn't focus on a movie. Focused on what's going on in Hollywood. Um, some of the hypocrisies in Hollywood, and uh, I really uh, I really enjoyed this episode, Anthony. Appreciate it, man. Oh yeah, me too, man. This is fun. A lot of fun. All right, then we will see y'all in a couple weeks. Uh, thanks for joining us in the chat room. And uh, that's it. Don't forget to join me and Shaheen on the Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at uh THT Podcast. If you've got a little extra, go ahead and uh, check out the Patreon. We've mentioned it a bunch of times tonight. Uh, Patreon.com slash THT Network. And uh, Anthony, uh, Rain Men, go for it. Got the Raymond of Pro
0: Wrestling. We're now available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, wherever fine podcasts can be heard. Uh, we're working on getting the Mixler, but, uh, just check those, uh, aforementioned sites that I named and you'll be able to find our uh, episodes when we, uh, upload them. For now, we're just doing a pre-record deal, but hopefully we'll be getting the Mixler within the next couple weeks. Until then, check us out on the Facebook page. We've got our own page, facebook.com
1: forward slash Raymond of Pro Wrestling all right anthony appreciate it everybody we're out of here Here
3: i go home and get your fucking shine box